Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Cool, 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 cool. Trap, sunson. Trap, sunson. Trap, sunson. Trap, sunson. Trap, dunson. Trap, dunson. Tuni sons to hook jim dorpotlan. Tather stole them dorpotlan. Hey, we're welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. The gang is back. We got CB, the Grenade Gold, is back. What's up, guys? Looking good, man. You were on hiatus for a while. I uh, was on a very long hiatus. Yeah, the t- tattoo parlor with the engagement. You've been yeah, man, busy, planning, busy life. Planning the wedding, man. We got most of it done, but... At a cemetery, or...? No, I had to keep it a little less creepy. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Because my... my soon-to-be wife is involved too and uh, she's, she's not the murderous she's a, she's kind a sweetheart she's, she's, she's so we'll see what happens night and joe the kid perez how are you buddy i'm good dude it's been a minute since i've been on the show we got so much to talk about we're, we're gonna oh, get all into it but first i want to listen people uh sexual performance issues it's way more common than you think over 25 percent of new ed cases are guys under the age of 40 which is terrible i mean you're under the age of 40 and you can't get it up that's just it's an awful situation. And 40% of men, guys by age 40, struggle from not being able to get and maintain an erection. Obviously, I've never had that problem, but I've heard of other people, and it's bad. And even the world's greatest actor can't fake one. You got Marlon Brando, well, he's, he's, he's dead, but other guys that are alive can't fake an erection. So why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing when they can turn to medicine and science, right? You have a cold, you take cough medicine. You have a headache, you take aspirin. Well, now we got 4 It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, Skin care, sexual wellness for men. Thanks to science, ED can be optional. I know, Joe, you have a problem with that. And yeah. I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah. they got well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you combat ED. Not ED, ED. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Prescription solutions backed by science. One ED pill started with a V, just came off patent on December 11th. It's a game changer. CB, this will change your life, man. I'm telling you. I know that you have sex once a year. This is the time. You got no waiting room. That's if I'm lucky. Of course. Uh, no awkward visits. No lines. You can save hours by going to 4 It's so easy. Answer a few quick questions. Chat with a doctor for confidential review. Products are shipped directly to your door. And uh, they're not going to say erectile dysfunction on the box. So I'm telling you guys. What if we want it to say erectile dysfunction on the box? Uh, then, uh, absolutely. Well, okay. you, you said that in, in every box you've ever come across. So listen. It's, erect, it's erectile without the dysfunction. So. Try uh, hymns for uh, try for hymns for a month for just five dollars. We'll get you started with just five bucks while supplies last. See website for full details. This would cost hundreds of dollars if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash MMA Roasted. That's MMA Roast E D. That's F O R H I M S dot com slash MMA Roast E D. Forhims.com slash MMA Roast E D. Also Speedweed, listen people, marijuana is now legal in California. Mm-hmm. There's no reason you should have to leave your house 
to get it or your apartment or your job. They will deliver it right to you. Mm-hmm. So many times you get out, you, you, you're, you're high, you want to smoke some more, you ran out of weed, whatever. You get into a car, you can get a DUI. You can get a, they're going up like crazy. Okay, and then, then what, it's $25,000? You get arrested, you got a, what you got, it's on your permanent record, all kinds of stuff. You can't get a job, your wife leaves you, your boyfriend leaves you. All this stuff could be, could be prevented. If you go to speedweed.com, they have everything from vapes to CBD oil to topicals to flour, uh, all kinds of stuff. I'm telling you that it's, it's, they have a, you know, the roll-on CBD stuff after you work out. They have the cream. They even have like marijuana lube, okay, that you could like put on your penis to get the girl's vagina high. I'm not really sure how that works. Okay, my wife's pregnant. I don't want to try it. Okay, but I'm telling you it's great stuff. Go to, uh, go to Roasted. Uh, you mentioned MMA Roasted when you're there. Go to speedweed.com. Say MMA Roasted. You get $10 off orders of $100 or more. So I'm telling you, speedweed.com. Just tell them code ROASTED. They're great people. The guy's name is Gino. The guy couldn't be nicer. Uh, hold on one sec. Right here. Boom. All right. So I've had a crazy last couple weeks, guys. Uh, it's been... Um, it's been, it's been crazy. I've, I've been on tour with Jeremy Piven, who, by the way, is one of the coolest guys I've ever met in my life. Nicest guy, humble guy, getting great at comedy. Just just a, just an awesome human being. I had but, a few friends that say he fucking killed a few of those shows. Like, the shows they were at, he was murdering. He was murdering. And, 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 it was, and I had a great time, but some of the people are insane because he has a show and he has this meet and greet afterwards, right? Uh-huh. And most people are like, <laughs> some people came like, Every single meet and greet, like, and they had like, I don't know if you know these people, CB, but they had like four thousand things to sign. And I, it, oh, you mean it, that guy? It's it, like maybe think of you a little bit because they were like, oh, will you sign? And they just it just kept going. And I was like, is CB here? I, I was actually looking for you in in like Boston, right? So um, it, it it was it was crazy. So one meet and greet. So we're all waiting. Not all waiting. I'm, I do the I do the show. There's like a, all these people waiting. Some guy comes over to me and he's like, hey man, you know, you're a great comic and I had a funeral today, him and his buddy, we were all depressed and we left, I'm a comic too, yada yada. He goes up to Jeremy and goes, hey man, will you, know, will you take a picture? He takes a picture, then he goes and he hits him in the balls and runs away. Jeremy yeah, 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 yeah. Just like a tap or like... Like a tap, not like a... Like, like what's the capital of Thailand and yeah, you just kind of smack like somebody? Yeah, but like who the fuck would do that? Like he thought it was it's different like, if it was Jason Ellis. If you walk up to Jason Ellis and you kick him in the dick, he's not going to care. Ellis would kill you. Okay, I know he would. Nobody but wants to get hit in the dick. Surprise. No, I know. No, hell no. But nope. Ellis takes him because that's what he's it's fucking used to. Not about fucking Jason Ellis. But Piven, yeah. To derail my point, okay? I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying this dude hit him in the nuts, runs away like for no reason. Did anybody catch was, him? Dude, no. The security guard was like. Hey, a marine, and he just like stood there, like, "Hey, don't come back here!" And I'm like, <laughs> "Wow!" I'm like, "You've got to be kidding me!" That's effective. So that was, and then there was one show I had where this woman was totally drunk in the front row, texting the whole time, like talking, fighting with her boyfriend, and she goes, "Where's Ari? Where's Ari Gold? Where's Ari?" Like for like. 20 minutes. Oh, she's during, Jewish. No, that was his name on. No, Ari Entourage. Gold is his. Yeah, that was his oh, name. Your on. impression of the woman. She's a Jewish. No, she. I, both of you I guys are fine. I don't see okay, it. I don't. Hear, I didn't hear that. I didn't no, hear that. She's not Jew- As a full Jew, I did not what hear Jewish mother. No, she's not Jewish. You psychopath. Okay, so she goes. She goes. Where's Ari? Right. So I, I'm like, he heard you were here and committed suicide. And then the place went ballistic. I had a show last night. I don't know what's up with audience members lately. So this girl, we're at the Dime Bar, right? Pa- place is packed. There's a girl in the front, and she's not laughing at anything. Everyone else is laughing, and I'm like, 
are you okay? What's the matter? She goes, what's up with all you comics just doing penis and vagina jokes? And they're was, funny. Yeah. <laughs> Who are they're... you to tell us what we could talk about? Like, all of a sudden, this is a jukebox. You could just put 25 cents in. And hear is whatever. she the one that I heard you had amazing crowd work on last yeah, night? Yeah, because I was okay. like, you know what? I read that. I was like, for now on, you're just getting penis and vagina jokes. And I did like 30 <laughs> in a row. And then, and then I was ending other jokes that had nothing to do with penis. And just saying, and he had a penis and vagina. Like, I was just adding that to the jokes. I, I was like, did I she was, stay? She stayed, and like, That's... yeah. But what? Ha- here's, here's what happened, right? So I like, I did a joke, like, you ever go down on a girl? You think you're making her really wet? Turns out you have a runny nose. Like that was like, boom. And then it was another one was like, yeah, how many girls here wax or shave their vagina? And I did that one. And then it was like, uh, yeah, you know, I, I love eating, you know, shaving vagina. I did all these. You know, my penis is crooked. It's not bent. Just lies, steals, and cheats. I mean, I was was going through, like, the vault of penis and vagina jokes. And then finally, uh, I'm like, your friend's laughing. Because her friend right next to her was laughing. She was, yeah, but she also laughed when I got raped. And I was like, and where do I go from there? What? Yeah. (laughs) Nice way to kill the show, lady. Right. So I didn't know what to say to that. How many were after you? Or did you go last? No, I was like in the middle. And then I just changed the topic because I was like, you know what? (laughs) Obviously, this person has issues. Uh, She's bringing them on me. I'm hard. It's obviously awful. She got raped. That's a horrible, awful thing. Yeah, of course. But I don't know why. Why do you have to publicize it? Tell the comedian during the middle of a set this. But it was, but it worked because it was a good way for her me to like, you know, move on. Maybe that was her therapy for the night. Uh, So that was crazy. And then, uh, then I did, uh, I was with Jeremy and he's like, uh, Julian Edelman's coming, right? I'm not a big football fan, but he's like this big guy for the Patriots. He's okay. this big wide receiver. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. So, so he comes to the show, and we're talking like before the show, hanging out with him and his buddies. And then I'm on stage, and we're in Boston, so everyone knows who he is. So he comes with his friends, and sits right, they sit right in front. And I'm like, oh, give it up for the, the uh, No Pussy Posse. And I was like, it's the boy band that never made it. No direction. And I just kept killing Julian Edelman and all his friends. He was dying. He, he happens to be a really... Did he ever hit a three-point stance on you? No, no. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, if you like... You, maybe he like bad dull was like, all right, it's time to fucking tackle this dude. No, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was crazy. It was... It was, uh, it was, that, was that was actually fun. Uh, so I mean, That's it was, awesome. Yeah, I was having a I was having a great time, and then um, then it was time to go to uh, to Maine, right? Because my high school reunion was coming up. Well, not my reunion. It was like their the the founder of Hyde School. It was his 90th birthday party. Whoa! And they were. They I had, saw all your awards. They had this like Hyde a Palooza. Oh, thank you. Uh, so they did thing called like like Hyde a Palooza, and they wanted me to host it with a bunch of bands of people that actually played in the you know played for the for the, in the school. So the night before, my friend Andy, who gets me all these crazy gigs, gets me this gig in Maine, in Dexter, Maine. So I drive up the never night before. Never heard of it. Yeah, you never will. <laughs> You'll never hear it again? It's named after the serial killer. He killed everybody in there. So I show up. It's in a motel. There's seven people there. Like, I go from, like, 300 people a show, maxed out, like, standing ovations, greatest night ever, to, like, a hall, a catering hall attached to a motel where two of the people were, like, old, they were like 80, they're like, where's your puppet? I go, I don't have a puppet. Like, someone said that the comic has a puppet. I'm like, I have no puppet. So, <laughs> so they're yelling at me. Sorry, CB couldn't make the show. Yeah. <laughs> they're yelling about a puppet, right? And then, like, the other people that were there, they were having a good time. And then two other people were like this military old couple. And I did like an hour for seven people, no lights, no stage, a DJ behind me that was like... So original dime bar. Yeah, original dime bar. <laughs> So, and then I went after that, but it was fun. I still had a yeah. Um, but then I went to my high school reunion uh, thing, and they're like, "I get there, and like, hey, you got to be clean for 
like five minutes, five minutes G-rated. I, go, I could do an hour G-rated if I really wanted to, but I'm like, okay. So I get there and um, it, was, it was a lot of fun. But what happened was uh, uh, the bands kept like taking forever to set up. So like, oh, do 10 more minutes. Do and there's kids everywhere. Do 15 more minutes. Do this, that. So I get up there and first I make fun of Hyde because I'm like, listen, you know, it was a pleasure being at Hyde School, which was my boarding school where you know, it was back then you couldn't, I mean, still you can't lie, steal, cheat, drink, have sex. You had ethics. You had to have- Is it like a boarding school? Yeah, it was a boarding school. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I just said that. <laughs> lie, steal, cheat, drink, have sex. They, it's all about character development. If you got caught that, you had to go on work crew for 24 hours, and I had to move rocks all day and shovel snow all day. Then they're done there. And have to go on outpost to the woods and think about talk about your feelings every night. And a lot of the things that they do now, like they they got, they got sued by all kinds of parents for like I don't know. So now now it's a whole different school. It's still like character development. But when I was there, like at least 50 kids would run away every year. Like the Grateful Dead came, 30 kids would leave because uh, they came to Boston. It's hilarious. Now none of the kids run away it's got to be like you know it used to be you have to play a sport every single season normally the one you didn't want, want to play if you had a bad attitude you were on the wrestling team or, but now you only have to play two sports out of the three so it's a, it's, a, it's a lot lighter than I used to be so I get there and I'm like it's great to be here at Hyde you know I, I, here I learned integrity leadership and concern you know I wish I would have learned English, math and science <laughs> it might have helped me in college you know I said but and then it, it was, it was a lot of fun. I told this story about like my headmaster used to tell like, you know, why you want to have a clean conscience in life because you don't want to be on the basketball court and the game's on the line and it's the final, you know, two seconds and then in your head you're like, hey, remember that lie you told? Like, remember that thing you told? And I believed it. But I go, well, I remember I heard this. I go, wow, thank God I, I wrestle because I didn't play basketball. So this doesn't affect you know, so that was one. Of the, I did a lot of clean stuff. But then when I got... After like 25 minutes, I just started ripping on all the teachers and, and <laughs> telling stories. I'm like, Are any of the same? I know it's... Yeah, they were any, there. They're still... Alumni. Oh, so they had student and faculty. Yeah, and That's I was like, Mr. Awesome. Kohlberg, remember when uh, you, you like, I, like literally there was no regents exams. Like when I got to college, I didn't know shit about macroeconomics or history or English or science. And in my, we had great teachers, but like in my English class, you could compare like Hamlet to... Uh, you know, Danny uh, and the dinosaur. That to House Party Three, to, <laughs> and just put it all There's in. There's no wrong answer. No, okay. Just, they encourage creativity. I did that in college, and my teacher wrote, "Were you high?" And then asked me to get her weed. <laughs> I was gonna say, if I answer yes, will she you goes, give me an A? That's what happened. She got, I kept saying, "Hey, I'll get you weed." I never got it for her until like the last day when I got my grade back. So, <laughs> like, I'm going for the long run. I need a whole course grade, not one test. So that's so I'm sitting there, and it was. I was I was making fun of like Mr. Goldberg. Remember when we had that final? He told us to keep the room clean. And that that was our final because he he didn't want to clean, clean the room. And then and then I just started ripping on every. I go Mrs. Walcott, who's who used to be. She's been divorced like four times, and I'm like I. This is like the bachelorette for you at Hyde. I was people were dying laughing. It was great. Uh, there was one kid that was so funny at the reunion. He he got kicked out of my school for being just like a punk. Like he was always. I thought he had like severe ADHD. His name was like Chris. And he was always like, you know, breaking ethics, but also just annoying everybody. He was a good wrestler, but just picking on kids. He was a bully. And then he never graduated, right? Because he, so he He's came, still there. He came back to the to the alumni to the, to the to the. Is that even allowed? Does that count? So he comes back and he's wasted. I mean, fucking pissed drunk. 
going up to every girl going, you had your chance. You blew your chance. <laughs> and then he's like, exactly where he left off. Like, just shit face. Going, and he's what, stuff. like 38, 30? 42, going, oh, Jimmy, how hot is your wife? Oh, I would totally bang her. Just completely inappropriate. Pissing everybody off, right? He gets kicked out of the alumni weekend. <laughs> he's not even an alumni. He's not an alumni. The, the teacher says to him, uh, Chris, if you don't behave, I'm, he's like, I'll behave, I promise. Like, I reverted back to when I was like <laughs> fucking 14. I remember going on a wrestling tournament with him and he was being such a douchebag. The coach made him do jumping jacks outside McDonald's while we all ate. Like, I mean, it was things like that. And then he was in my, my, he was in my, my, uh, my, he was in my class for, uh, for Spanish and we were learning Spanish and like one of the names was like the Dilda. Right, the the, the uh, tilde. That was a Spanish word. He kept going the dildo, the dildo, dildo. Like he kept going like, dildo, and then like we used to have these like boner push-ups where like if you got a boner in class, you would see how many. Pu- and then you yell out fourteen because you you would do what? Yeah, like underneath. Don't like, give him any ideas. Sometimes when you're a kid, you had a boner, and then you would just be like, you would just do push-ups to yourself, and he'd be like nineteen boner push-ups. And he would just yell the most fucked up shit. But he was, he was pretty funny, but he was such a fuck-up, this kid. I think there was something wrong with him. So he definitely matured. Not a, <laughs> and then he kept going up to girls going, Hey, just so you know, I sell mattresses. I make $500 a night selling mattresses. I can hook you up with a mattress. Trying to hook everyone up with mattresses. He could I, sell you one, but he'll never get anybody to lay on it. Uh, it was unbelievable. The guy, he was so That's weird. hilarious. Dude, I was laughing. Where's the whole. Instagram Live video of that? I, I go, oh, this really should have been like uh, like on camera. You like, should have done the setup there, and I'll hang out here and... Fucking. The, the, here's here's the problem is the problem with life is that kid gets a reality show and then we celebrate oh, yeah. that horrible behavior every then, day of the week and, yeah. then, and then little Tay is born uh, so so that was that and then I, I like so I go to the lacrosse game I hadn't played goalie in 22 years uh-huh. and people are like hey why don't you jump at the goal I'm like I have not played in 22 years I'm throwing the ball it's like bouncing three times before it gets to the person I haven't I. So I'm, then they're like, come on, Greeny, because my last name is Greenberg. Like, Greeny, that was my name in high school, Greeny. So I'm like, all right, I'll fucking play. I, I, I have no cup. I have no neck protector. We, I, I, I let up 20 goals. 20 goals. How many, ball, how many lacrosse balls did you take to, like, the body or the face? A couple. I saved a bunch of them, but by accident. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> body, my, body save? Yeah, they hit Just my being there. or whatever. But it was still so much fun. That ball then, hurts, though, huh? I've never uh, actually nah, played lacrosse. Okay. And then there was this one kid who, like, was my friend in high school that we had a huge falling out in because he said I stole his girlfriend, but I did not steal his girlfriend. He wasn't dating her. Uh-huh. And he was cheating on her when he was with her, with her friends. And then I was dating her and I liked her. We lived together for three, four years. You and he banged wrote, her? We, yeah, she was my girlfriend. They lived together for three or four years. But he wrote me this nice. letter saying, I hope you die a painful death. Uh, you, you know. Oh, back then? Yeah, because it's like eight, nine years ago, I fucked your girl in the ass, and blah, blah, all this shit. And then, of course, nice. like the girl who's making the speech is like, points to him and goes, you know, this guy, thank you for your life advice and like he's being celebrated. And so that pissed me off. But I'm working on, Jeremy Piven has been telling me like, you got to just forgive people. Even if it's not like, hey, I forgive you for yourself. So I'm trying to be having more, you know, better way of living and looking at things. Anyway, yeah. So that was, so that was, a, it was a up and down, but it was great. I had a great time. Uh, that was cool. Came back, did a show for a temple Sunday night. Came back from Maine. I did another G-rated show where the lady, the, actually the booker goes, I goes, that clean enough? He goes, I think you were too clean. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and now here I am, man. Uh, what's going on with you, Joe? Well, dude, it's been a minute since I've been here. I think the last time I saw you was at your birthday party a yes. couple weeks ago. Dude, that was True. one of the best. That was one of the best birthday parties I've ever been to. Dude, there were three girls 
from Israel. I'm from Israel. And I, and I, you know, I always thought you were exaggerating when you say how you act towards women. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dude, you were going up to these girls. They were in their 30s, maybe even early 40s. No, they're older, dude. And he's like, so which one of you girls going to come home with me tonight? Like, just saying that. I mean, <laughs> they, don't, they, they think he's drunk. He hasn't had a lick of alcohol. <laughs> At least he's got dude, some fucking chutzpah. Oh, my God. Did you get any of those girls' numbers? Or? Yeah, I got all of their numbers. Really? Yeah. but the, <laughs> They're just the wrong ones. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got all their Instagrams, too. And so they're older women. I was talking to them. Like, you know, the best thing, like, older women like that, they love to talk about, like, sex and inappropriate stuff. So yeah. I'm just talking about, like, que- I was asking them sexual questions. Is it okay if my dick is, you know, whatever, whatever. What were you asking about your dick? Yeah. Let's talk about like dick sizes and what they like, about anal, all this kind of stuff. This is the first time you met them. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's yeah. perfect. And perfect then, conversation. And what were they saying? You know, they're just saying stuff to make me feel better. Like they say, oh, don't worry, size doesn't matter. You told them you had a small penis? Well, yeah, basically. Because I want to be up front when I meet a girl first. Right, so okay. I don't want, because I, I made that mistake before. I told a girl that, yo, my dick is like the size of my forearm, dude. And then she got to the point where I had to actually put my dick out in front of her. And she's like, what the fuck happened? What's wrong with this? You know, <laughs> yeah. What'd you, you lied to me. But did you still have sex with you? No. Oh. I mean, we're 69. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so that's fine. That's good. So I got all these girls' uh, phone numbers. I missed being here. Yeah. And I got their Instagrams, and then I thought for sure I was going to go home with one of them that night. Um, oh, yeah. Joe didn't make it home at all. No. Well, what happened? I mean, I, I was sitting there with Vince Pichel. We were both talking to these bitches. I mean, these, yeah, these yeah. women. And so, um, dude, it was so much fun. So I was like, see, I'm already, I'm already in a relationship with the other girl. Remember? From Italy, yeah. I mean, no, she's Italian, but she's not really from Italy. Oh, okay, go on. Yeah, I'm already in like a serious committed relationship with her. So I was like, I don't know if I should be doing this. I mean, it's fun to talk to them about all this silly stuff, but I don't know if I should. But you be. asked them all out. I did ask them all out. I ain't gonna lie. Okay, that's no big deal. <laughs> but none of them said yes. Uh, no, not really. But they did set me up with one of their other friends, who's like 50 years old. She's a dirty freak, I guess. So what happened? I mean, I started to text her for a little bit. Her name is Nancy. She's like in her 50s. I guess she's she's hot. But uh, we talked for a little bit on the phone. And then she just never uh, replied to me after like a day. Even maybe she died of old age? Probably, dude. Wow. Did she possibly realize she was at the ha-ha the night that she got in a car accident and had sex with you in the backseat? Yeah. You know what? It's crazy because the girl that I lost my virginity to, her name was Nancy also. And they're yeah, all the same I knew age. it. <laughs> was it Reagan? That's what I was thinking <laughs> <laughs> no, but later that night, one of the girls that I was talking about there DM'd me on Instagram. She oh, said, nice. She says, hey, remember me? I met you at Adam's birthday party like 20 minutes ago. I didn't even know who these girls were. Like, I knew who one of them was. She brought two friends. And I was like, that's cool. I know, uh-huh. I know Omra. Uh, yeah, the girl, the Israeli girl. Do you get her number too? Uh, no, but I have her on Instagram. Okay, so then, so you're now you're committed. How's it going with the girlfriend? Well, girlfriend is great, dude. Um, but I, th- I want to talk about that in a little bit. But first, uh, remember the girl out there? I was talking to the one, the blonde hair. She, she DM'd me on Instagram. She said, what's up? I met you at Adam's birthday party. Yep. I replied, and she never replied back. Yeah. So I just said, screw this. I'm going to delete it off my Instagram. Did she read it? No. It is like, I don't know. She's 50, dude. Right. I can't blame her. You know. She's probably trying to find her phone. Like. All right. So then what happened? <clears throat> that's it man that's the end of the story <laughs> okay this bitch has never so that was more important than the oh, yeah. what, actual what girlfriend, girlfriend though? Yeah. <laughs> well you know this is a serious relationship I'm in See, I'm in an actual relationship with a girl I met on Tinder yeah but you can't be trying to fuck other girls while you're in a serious relationship you can't really, really be hitting on other girls, girls. Yeah, yeah. I mean if they wanted to fuck me I might have to you know do something about it <laughs> but I, you know, I'm in a committed even intention is technically cheating yeah. 
No. Well, if you're thinking about it and going through the motions to possibly, I yeah, mean, that's a good point. Yeah, that's that is, that is cheating. You're absolutely right. Uh, so, um, all right. So, the, okay. So then, all right. So, yeah. In the girl I'm dating in a relationship with, she's a virgin, dude. So she's very timid when it comes to sexual stuff. You know, the most we've ever done was a finger blast. You know, I finger blast her. We make out a little bit. And that's the like, extent. How long have you been together? A few months. Uh, have, you, have you told her, listen, you, you kind of need more than this? Or are you ready? Well, listen, you know me. I, I'm, a, I'm a very sexual dude. I'm a yeah. savage. I'm a kinky motherfucker, right? Right. So I say, you know what? I want to escalate these. I'm tired of finger blasting her. She won't even lick my or suck my dick or anything like that. Okay. And she, she's one of those girls, you know. It's like, I don't want to go too far. I'm like, all right, whatever. So a couple nights ago, yep. I go over to her house and she uh-huh. has a pool. We go swimming. Yep. And you Bathing know, suits or not? Yeah, bathing suits. Okay. And we're swimming out there in the pool, and uh, we start to make out in the pool. Well, you got to be careful because her parents are still home. Right, of course. I'm, like, kind of embarrassed. I don't want her parents to look out the window and see me making out with her daughter. You finger blasting your daughter, yeah. Yeah, and I did finger blast her in the pool a little bit, which is, you know, I'm not a big fan of And then she drowned. So what happened? (laughs) I'm not a big fan of finger blasting in the pool. And I say, you know what? I can tell she's horny. That's, like, when you can tell tell a girl super horny, that's, like, the okay to do whatever you want to her. No, it's not. (laughs) That's, what do you mean? No, That's you, called rape. You still need consensual. <laughs> That's called Bill Cosby. She's horny. Doesn't mean that she's actually horny, Joe. Even though you can feel her vagina. And you yeah, of course. Wet. Sometimes, yeah, just, you have to still get, have her permission. Uh, I, I don't want to see you get locked up just because you think she's horny and she's ready to go. Doesn't mean she's ready to go. Uh huh. I wish I knew that, dude. <laughs> so then what happened? <laughs> so I just said, fuck it. I want to take this shit to the next level, dude. So I just go under the water yep. like a little puffer fish. I go down there. I go under her between her legs. I rip her bathing suit apart. Yep. I just start to eat her pussy underwater. Dude. While her parents are home. Yeah, dude. And then what happened? I just came her up dad after, walked out with a shotgun. I came up after two seconds and I couldn't hold my breath. Dude. And she's like, what the fuck was that? I'm like, I don't know. And I thought I, you did jujitsu. I do do jizz. <laughs> yeah, but eating a vagina underwater is probably pretty hard too. It's you're hard, opening dude. your mouth and water's getting in there, right? So I, yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not like trying to lick it or anything. I just I started like blow bubbles on it because I thought that would feel good. Right. Okay. You well, know. And you thought this would feel good. What is she? Some kind of like one of those like scopes that you go underneath? The, like, why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to take it to the next level. All right. Maybe the next level should be on land. Okay. Number one. Maybe the next level right. should be okay, not when her parents are home. Joe, you listen. You tell her. Listen. She's a virgin. You like her. Yeah. But you want her to be comfortable. Uh huh. So let's you know just t- take it slow. Uh huh. Eventually she's gonna want to do more stuff with you. I mean, obviously look at you. You're such yeah. a catch. Yeah. So, so uh, yes. yeah. Well, See, speaking of on land, later that night we go upstairs. Yep. In her house, and you know we start making out up there, and I start finger blast her a little bit. Right. And then I go, Yo, girl, take these. You know, slide your pants down a little bit, and she just takes her pants all Did the way off. Did you say, off. Yo, girl? I mean, <laughs> probably. Go on. Said, bitch. No. <clears throat> so she just. Why are you always like an 80s R&B star? I, he's, right. Yeah. He's kind of sounds like Barry White. Go on. A little bit. So she takes her pants off and her panties. And I start to freak out because her parents are downstairs. Okay. Like 10 feet away, dude. Yeah. And she's a virgin. So. And she's a virgin. Okay. And her parents don't know me too well. So right. my biggest nightmare is to get caught. So what happened? Did you lock the door? Or her scream there at is the no door. It's just upstairs. There's no door. They it's can like, see you? If they, can, if they can come upstairs, it takes them five seconds to get upstairs, dude. I already don't trust this girl that she doesn't have a door. Yeah, why, what kind of room doesn't have a door? No, it's not. It's like a it's like a living room. You go upstairs and it's like a living room. Was well, like a loft? Oh, so it's out in the open? Yeah. Oh, a loft. Oh, come on. That's what, what you, I'm you, saying. You That's why I'm freaking that. out. Of course you should be freaking yeah, out. Yeah, you can't. I'm like, what? Take, put your pants back Next on, Next time, doing it on the Thanksgiving table. <laughs> I know, right? I was were they watching out. TV in the living room? Just go do it in front of the fucking TV. All right, so then what did you do? 
I know, I just ate her pussy, dog. Really? Hell yeah. Was she moaning or screaming? No, I mean, she was like, she had like the, the muscle spasms, or like, you know, you get the clitoris. Yeah, but know, why don't you do spot. this like somewhere where her parents aren't around? Her parents are what, always around. What happened to your place? I mean, Can't I mean, you tell your dad to hang out in the other room? Or, or go to a Holiday Inn or something. <laughs> get a fucking Motel 6 room for 40, Seriously? 50 bucks. Yeah. And I did eat her ass, too. No. Hell yeah, you dog. You ate her ass? Hell yeah. Just ran, you, you turned her over, her parents are downstairs, you ate her ass. Well, you see, I start with her on her back. I eat her pussy on her, when she's on her back for like maybe five minutes. And I say, get on your knees. Yeah. Doggy style. And she's like, what? I'm like, get on your motherfucking knees. Doggy you did not style. fucking say that. And There's no say, chance in hell you said anywhere close to that. I don't know. I see him in action, dude. I believe every word he's saying. Go on. <laughs> and so that's, I like to eat the ass that way when they're, you know, bent over like on their knees. So this girl's a virgin and you've already eaten her ass. Yeah. And then what did you do while you're eating her ass? Nothing. I mean, I didn't know if she liked it or not because I, I was eating her ass and I was finger blasting her at the same time. I mean, how could you not like that? How could you not? Yeah. Yeah, of course. That's like your go-to. Yeah, but I'm going to see her tonight. Maybe we'll do some more stuff. I don't know. All right. Well, sounds like you're on the right track, dude. Yeah. <laughs> this is my last episode. <laughs> Nothing ever will top this. TB, what's going on with you? Uh, not, a, not a whole lot, man. Just been busy planning the wedding, working at the shop, and uh, yeah, just... Relaxing. Okay, so all right, <laughs> let's let's talk about some of the. I'm going to Maroon Five tonight. You going to Maroon Five? I was going to go to that. I bought my girl texted me yesterday, and they had like two shows at the Forum last night and tonight. She goes, tickets are cheap. I've never it's seen like them. Thirty bucks. Though. Yeah, Maroon Five is like her favorite fucking group, and I was like, let me look at tickets. I was at work. It was like I think I paid like a, a just above a hundred bucks, that's and we we have pretty good seats. That's, that's really cool of them to do that too, because they could. It is exactly they could charge you easily, you know, ridiculous amounts. But we're going tonight, so she's going to meet me uh, like after it. this, and we'll go to Maroon Five. I spoke to Dana White yesterday. He will be on the podcast next week. That's what he says. We'll pretty see. You serious? Later. Awesome. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> uh, now, can we come up with his most hated questions to, uh, just to start off? Like, this is why you're not going to be on that podcast? Okay, <laughs> kind of so, figured. Uh, now, let's talk about the. Uh, UFC fights. We got to talk about UFC. We got to talk about bare knuckle, all kinds uh, of things. Bellator. Bellator. So UFC that happened Good last God. week. Obviously, Vince Pichel lost. That sucked. Um, you know, it's just hard. It's hard when you have no wrestling background and you're up against a four-time All-American. Um, but I thought Vince was actually defending the takedown all right, in the mm -hmm. second round at least. First one got taken down like nine times or something. But he, every time he connected, you could tell that it hurt. Gregor didn't want any piece he of did, Even when he was holding the single leg and yeah. Vince had the arm around the head and was just throwing little shots, he was like, no, I don't want it. It was like, just a really bad matchup for no. Vince Michelle. Yeah. I don't think he looked terrible. He just got out He didn't look by, terrible. By a... Superior grappler, yeah. uh, and the guy's undefeated. I mean, he's all he's a number national champion wrestler, a national champion. So that uh, other other fights that went on, what are some other fights? I mean, Ellenberger just, and was, Saunders. Uh, Ellenberger. Fuck, man. Overall, sad night for the roasted crew. Yeah, dude. it was it, a good time for roasted uh, for our alumni. Ellenberger and Saunders. Saunders been on roasted too. He's also a roasted alumni, and I like Ben Saunders, and I'm happy for him. Jake just got caught with that fucking knee from hell. Mm. I mean, he another Dude, guy. Dude, if you get in the clinch with Ben Saunders, the first thing you need to do is find the door. Like, the thing about Jake is he was looking so well, like, even during the fight, but also leading up to it. He's training with Aaron Pico. He's got, he had good camp. He looked good. He, he was on caught. Instagram and stuff. I was watching all his videos. And yeah, I was, I was looking forward to this fight. I was a little nervous about Saunders, but... 
like I said, dude, if Saunders gets close or gets within range to get that clinch or get close enough to land the elbows and knees, it's a long night. But Jake's got to figure out what he's going to do. Whether it's, it's stay in the UFC, whether it's go to Bellator, whether it's ACB, whether it's you know WS PFL tournament. I mean, there's a lot of options. If knuckle boxing, fighting, but he's just got to. Hopefully, it's not bare. <laughs> there's a lot of people trying to switch over to that now, especially after you know what went on. But uh, so other fights that went on at, at uh, oh, I'll tell you who looked great was Marlon Morass. I didn't see that coming. Dude. Jimmy Rivera. How do you look great when you knock a guy out in 30 seconds? That's exactly how you exactly. Look great. I mean, but it keeps happening. His last two fights have been a combined minute. Uh, I mean, and against fucking Jimmy Rivera. And Jimmy Rivera. Did, you, did anybody see that happen in a Rivera in 30 seconds? No. Exactly. 25 fucking years. Exactly. Uh, that sucked. But Marias is another one that, like, with Eddie Alvarez, when Eddie came in, he didn't win his first fight, and then he went on a tear. Marias came in, didn't look that good. I think he fought a Sun Sal his first fight. And then, yeah, fucking Al Jermaine, and then uh, Rivera. The guy's, the guy's really good. The At the du- same time, we got to see what's going on. We got to see him, his next fight that goes over two rounds, how, how he does. Definitely. Well, I think they're going to look at this, especially since he beat Rivera so quickly. I think they're going to try and give him uh, somewhat of a name. I mean, I'd like to see Marias. That Dodson fight made me angry. I know John would love to get that one back. Yeah, I know. And I know that John would would like to fucking, you know, solidify. And there's there's quite a few others at 130. Like Dominic Cruz. People are throwing Cruz uh, Marias around. I'm down for that. I think that's a hell of a fucking fight. fight. If you can knock out Cruz in the first round. Then give that dude a title. You're shot. looking at you're looking at footwork and wrestling versus a Brazilian fucking powerhouse that's good everywhere. I think it's a great fight for both guys. Uh, ass eater. So uh, who <laughs> there's also um, Lentz versus Tamor. Oh, that that fight broke my heart. First of all, Tamor landed a lot of dirty shots that didn't seem to be called. But I like Lentz, uh-huh. and I, I go this guy landed more blows than backstage at an R. Kelly concert. I mean, it was I mean, what's going on. I did not expect Lentz to lose. No, I even he put on so good his, his last fight against uh, and Tamer and Tamer's just coming up. I put on Twitter like, who thinks this is a bad matchup for Tamer? And it was a few people were like, yeah, maybe, and other people were like, watch what happens. And then I'm like, I'm oh happy, shit! I'm happy for Bilal Muhammad. I was uh, gonna say Bilal actually looked very good against uh, all, all that Chance. training with CM Punk. You could see it's really yeah, you know. Um, and then who else we got? On, on Desmond part? Green looked good against Gleason Tebow. Yeah, Green's great when you fight someone that's his weight. Exactly. Last guy, the lost guy, missed weight by eight Prezeris, pounds. yeah, Michelle Prezeris. It was that, a two division difference. You can't do that. Honestly, they got the new rules in the UFC should be if you miss weight, you lose the fight and you give the guy your purse by more than two pounds. Mm-hmm. Two pounds, I say, there's got to be a cutoff because this missing weight by seven or eight pounds and then winning, it's like, what? You know, come on. Yeah, it's not the same. Not it's the same way I kind of feel about Saturday's fight with Romero. It's like, dude, you got to make weight before you can... Of course. But um, I will say the Alvi-Volante fight was kind of a letdown. I expected a war, and just Sam looked kind of sluggish coming Volante up to 205. I thought he won the second and third. And I thought Alvi looked, didn't look that great, but well, he came up he 20 pounds. Great? But he also came up to 205. But, but GM Volante probably has the worst fight IQ in the history of... <laughs> he just goes out there. It's a firefight every time, no matter who he's fighting. I, I like watching him, and everyone's like, he's a cool guy, but I honestly don't think he cares about winning or losing. He does not seem to care. He's just like, fuck it, someone's getting knocked out. And Sam Alvey is such a horror because he just makes every fighter look terrible for some reason. Has anybody ever looked good fighting Sam Alvey except for Derek Brunson or whoever knocks him out? I was going to say Brunson. But I mean, Elias was talking a bunch and that fight was... That fight was horrible. eh, And then... Horrible. Alvey's just a weird... That uh, Alvey-Dan Kelly fight, like... 
That that was just that was strange. And there was a uh, Lauren Murphy versus Eubanks. I didn't see that fight. That was one I didn't see. Yeah. Uh, Sajara, she made weight. Proud of her for making weight. Congratulations. Um, it was it was a decent a decent scrap, but it wasn't anything where you're looking at either one of them like, yeah, they got to get the next shot. They got to get the winner of Shevchenko and Montano. But well, first of all, I mean, I like Montano, but I don't think that's going to be a close fight. It's not going to be a close fight. I think it's going to be a shellacking. It's going to be a shellacking. I think Shevchenko's going to destroy her no matter where it goes. I think there are a lot of 15 pounders that could come up and and like win that 25 belt. Uh, I, and, I agree. And if I was the UFC. That might not be a bad idea, is have Rose, if she keeps winning, come up, and that way she's a two-division champion. And that actually makes her look a little better, and yada, yada, yada. Uh, or you make your newest strawweight sensation actually a flyweight because she can't make weight. Who's that? Mackenzie. Mackenzie Dern? Oh, come on. You force her sensation. to go up to it's not one. a flyweight sensation. I'm saying she's right now like the fucking UFC's new Ronda. They're no, banking they're on not. Yeah, they are. They are not doing that. They're, Jiu-Jitsu people are doing that because of her name. She's, the UFC's not doing that. Her name has exploded. You're out of your fucking I mind. swear to God, dude. Her ass is she also has, she also, I will tell you, even like it's different, but even from graphing, she has one of the highest fucking desires of people getting pieces from her right now. Well, you'll never autographs. get a piece of her. Listen, the point is this, CB, and I love you, buddy, and I miss you, but she's not. I'm not saying from me the sensation. I think the hype train needs to be derailed. She's not even on one of those fucking super commercials. Uh, that Sage North cuts on and the other uh, Paige Van Zandt's on. No, DJ. the Ronda push was ne- was next next gen. I'm not gen. saying it's the exact same thing. It's not thing. even even in the same. But she's breath. got a lot of hype train behind yes, her, and that's yes. yes and that's, missing weight is an issue. At 125, she no, could she be very hype, very good. Sure, but not the Ronda hype. That Ronda hype. No, 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 no. I'm not saying she's the next Ronda. I'm saying that like people are looking at her, seeing this girl, like this could be a big deal. Can. She cut the mustard. But by the way, uh, congrats to uh, stop saying custom mustard. <laughs> by the way, congrats to um, Misha Tate on giving birth to her baby. Sixty-seven hours of labor. Really? Yes. That's like Dang. one Ben Askren fight. Uh, <laughs> Half. That, that's, yeah, that's amazing. But she, I'm telling you, uh, dealing with a pregnant wife right now, uh, and I love my wife, and she's the greatest. But holy shit, like, man, it's hard because, like, for example. I have an audition tomorrow for Nickelodeon. I, I, I did another one of those car commercials yesterday. For, yeah, I saw that. For Hyundai. So I had and I had to go to that that uh, my high school reunion, and then I had to go to that temple an hour away in Irvine. So my wife's like, "Hey, I'll drive you." I'm like, "Great, that way you can work on your lines because learning lines is not that easy for me. Some people could just get lines like that, unless they're my jokes. I can, yeah. you know, but like other people's lines, I yeah. Can't. So I'm like, okay. So we, we drive there and we're driving back, and she gets lost. Right, and I'm looking at my lines, and she goes, "Why didn't you tell me uh, where to go?" I'm like, "Because you're driving." She's like, "Yeah, but I can't see." And I thought she meant she can't see because of the fog. I guess when you're pregnant, your vision goes. But nobody tells me that. I go, "What do you mean you can't see?" Uh, just put the window wipers on. She goes, "No, you're supposed to tell me." I go, "If a fucking airplane is supposed to go from New York to California and ends up in Cuba, the pilot doesn't go, "Hey, passenger, fucking 18D." You know, how come you didn't tell me? And, and so that became a fucking, that was like, that was, that was one thing. That was, and then we started fighting over, she gets mad at me over, over like the, the, the littlest thing, right? So I take an Instagram photo of her and she's, she's got a belly because she's pregnant. Like obviously if she didn't have a belly, there would be something wrong. Uh-huh. So I go, hey, can I post it? She goes, sure. I get home. Take that fucking picture down. You told me I could post it. What are you doing? I, I look fucking... I go, you look pregnant. You are pregnant. Take it down. I, I don't want you... Go, uh, just 
screaming at me. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, dude, wait, wait. I know, I, I love her to death, uh, but holy shit. She's like, I come home. She's like, you got shaving cream on the floor. I'm like, yeah, I'll clean it up. Like, I, for, there was a time where you couldn't even get in my, my, my room was Mount Rushmore with her fucking clothes. Like, uh-huh. She didn't believe in drawers. And now um, she's like, you're not here to help. I'm like, yeah, I'm here to help. But it's like, man. Well, I know, I've had a lot of experience in this. So what you got to do is, in, uh, in these emotional times with the pregnant woman, you just the best thing for you to do is... is Leave just, town? Well, you can do that. <laughs> But besides that, you could you just have to submit. You know what I'm saying? No, that's what I, I'm, just have trying, to submit I'm trying everything. to do. That. Like I come home and I can't find my keys, and the, I hate these fucking new car keys because they're like four hundred dollars. Because uh-huh. it's like oh, the key fob. Uh, it's not a key; it's a fob. Yeah, I hate those things. If you get four feet away from the car, it starts beeping at you and yeah, shit. That, yeah, but also like you lose. You, you back then you lost a key. It was five dollars. I think it was a key. It's four. It's a fucking. It's a payment, right? Yeah, easily. So I come home and I'm like, "Where's my key?" You know, you always lose your key. You always yeah. And I go, "You just got home. Don't. It's here." I'm like, "I know, but where is it?" I, if I only have one key, I'm in the back of my head. I'm going to be panicking because if I can't find it, because then you got to go to the dealership. Somebody has to come, like measure the car. It's like it's a whole fucking process. So I'm looking for a half an hour, and then she's like, "Oh, but I found your key. It was in my purse, right?" <laughs> but I didn't get it's mad. The best place for it. I didn't get mad. I just said, "Okay, babe. I'm happy we found it." You know? Like, no, you'll save that for later. <laughs> a few months. Fucking A, man. Like, I, hey, at least she's not Misha pregnant, where Misha was still training last week. There was videos of Instagram of Misha hitting pads at Extreme Couture, fucking nine-month fucking belly, and just swinging on. Healthy? I have no idea. I watched it, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, no, that's cool. I, I know, I know, but I'm like... But uh, but then then like yeah so it's, well, it's cool. If I was in your shoes, dude, I'd order one of them bondage kits off Amazon, right? Yes. Bondage Get, or bondage? No bondage. Get one of those bondage kits on Amazon. Yeah. Um, and then buy one of those. And then strap yourself to the ceiling. Go on. Buy one of those Hitachi magic wands. Yep. And then get some cocoa butter. And then so you're going to strap your pregnant wife down the bed with the bondage equipment, rub the cocoa butter on her belly for a little bit, and then use a Hitachi magic wand. Trust me, that's a big stress relief What right kind there, of porn dude. are you watching, Joe? This isn't porn. This is some concoction he made up of like, this might work. Fuck you. Bondage and coconut oil. This is, you're unbel- Where do you come up with this shit? That's just the kind of stuff I think about all day, dude. Like, what would I do if my pregnant wife... No, I'm happy that you have this podcast, because otherwise... Who knows? What else do you do all day? Yeah. I have another question, dude. This has been on my mind, you know, ever since I've been dating this Italian girl. Yeah. Have you ever dated a girl where her sister is, like, also, like, super hot, dude? Uh, mm. Yeah, but, you, you know, you pick your girl. You're not going to go try to fuck her sister. I know. So it's like the girl... I'm You're not going to get like, lucky and get the sister to come know, in for not, a threesome. I doubt that will happen. You doubt? <laughs> I'll put bets on it. So the girl I'm with, she's like a hot brunette, but yeah. her sister's like a hot blonde, dude. Right. But her sister's like 14 years old. Oh, dude, first of all, this, this conversation is over. Oh, my God. Didn't we warn him of this it's months so ago? Of- That's not good, Joe. First of all, she's 14 years old. Oh, my God. We don't, we don't describe 14-year-olds as hot. Okay. I'm just like uh, looking. I'm not even laughing future, anymore. No, forget the future. Like when she's she's going to be like 18 in about five don't years, four let, years. You know, just deal with that. Cross that bridge when it comes, and you'll probably yeah. be in jail yeah. by then. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. All right. Back to fighting. Back okay. to fights. So, so we we did, was Bellator let? There was there no, belt. No, oh, it was the week before. There was bare, bare knuckle, knuckle boxing. Now I gotta say, Rowdy Beck, she looked like a beast. Uh, I'm happy for her. She's the first ever bare knuckle boxing champion. Um, I, I said that Magana is the first knuckles deep 
champion. Um, so, uh, but Beck looked good. Beck uh, looked great. That other fight, uh, Johnny, um, what's his name, looked good too. The kid on the Ultimate Fighter, he was in it too. Johnny uh, Bedford. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He fought. Uh, and Rico then, Rodriguez. Rico looked good. Who's like 100 years old now. I think bare knuckle boxing has, it might be good for MMA because boxing is a lot different than bare knuckle boxing. Yes. So in, in some ways, it, I, wouldn't, I, I would say a good boxer would be a really good bare knuckle boxer as well. I'd say good MMA fighters would be great bare knuckle boxers though because it's boxing, but you're also allowed to have like headlock clenches and is stuff. Is that allowed? I saw one picture of Rowdy Beck. She had a hand According on the back of the neck. saying it's allowed. On the back of the neck, nobody stopped it. Well, the she, announcer was saying, is this allowed? I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. their first event. So, you know, it's their first event in what, 80 years or some shit? What did Bobby yeah. Gunn say? Like but, since the twenties. Now people are saying Bobby Gunn's fight was fixed. I'm hearing that too. Did you see it? I did not. You know he does look like he's fighting in slow motion, but all his fights look like that. Well, because so, he's just—he's like that old, like fifties, barrel-chested, like guy that walks into the bar and he's just like, "I'll take anybody on, put them up." And I, mean, I know the guy fought Roy Jones. I mean, he didn't do very well, but he—but he did fight Roy Jones. Listen here, boys. Uh, so I mean, I—I I don't think he's—he's he's down to look. That guy. He could beat a lot of guys. I saw him fight Jay-Z's bodyguard or something, and that was an amazing fight as well. Are they going to make the Shannon Rich fight with him now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be... I mean, Shannon Rich does look like some of his fights are very, very skeptical. Uh, Shannon's sorry, training right now. Bobby Gunn, I don't think that's that's the case. I, I just don't... Oh, think and that. Joey Beltran's fight. That fight was insane. Holy fuck. And yeah. Tony... What is it? Tony Lopez? Yeah, yeah, That yeah. dude's like king of the cage, former two-division champion. Yeah, he was, he's the one that beat uh, Shannon he, he was the one on. He was also on Bully Beatdown a couple times. Really, Tony Lopez. How did, how did he do on Bully Beatdown? Oh, he beat the fuck out of the dude. So I'm gonna, we're gonna try Colby Covington to see if he picks up the phone. Uh, I know he said that he's uh, he's he's been a little busy. But. I would definitely watch the next Bell Novel Boxing card though. Really? How much was it? I think if you went on one of the sites, it only ended up being like ten or fifteen bucks, maybe less. Oh really? All right, we're gonna try Colby. See how he's feeling for his big fight coming up this uh, Saturday. I can't wait for this UFC. I can't wait. This is this, actually, this card is so this stacked. Card, this card is, is more stacked than John Jones' medicine cabinet. Uh, <laughs> this this, fight this card is more stacked than John Dodson getting his height measured. This is a good card. This is, this is, gonna, this is gonna be a really really good card. Uh, by the way, hello Colby. Hello. Hello Colby Covington. Yo, what's up, big dog? What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Good. How you feeling, man? You ready? I'm ready to go, man. Born ready, man. Stay ready. You don't have to get ready. Yeah, that's a good point, man. So it's Saturday night, Rafael Dos Anjos. I think it's the main event. I don't know what everyone's talking about. Romero versus Whitaker. This is who? The, yeah, exactly. This is this is the main event. Uh, has have people been rude to you? Have they been nice to you? What's the feeling in Chicago like? Uh, seems like you know for the fighters, you know, I'm I'm under a lot of their skins. You know, I can tell they're just. They're all pissed off, but you know, I got my security guard team with me, so no one's gonna lay a hand on me. Well, who's who's giving you a hard time? Oh, no one's giving me a hard time. You just tell how they're looking at me and the vibes I'm getting next to them. They're all like, you know, they're just mad. But you know, at the end of the day, it's just jealousy. They they want to be where I'm at. Like which ones though? I mean, I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say names, you know, because I'm not gonna give them a spotlight. Man. Right. I don't want to talk about them. Dude, let's talk about me. Let's talk yeah, about let's talk about you. Up. Let's talk about you. So, I've been watching your videos, man. I love your videos. Uh, the ones with the porn stars, right? Who are those? Yeah. Por- who are those porn stars? Where did? How did that happen? Where did you find these girls? 
And, and, and what's going on with there? Yeah, man. You know, I found him in South Florida. You know, I got I got a hook up through a guy named Icy Mike. So much respect and shout out to my boy Icy Mike and Bob. That sounds they professional. A, a porn set called Cam Soda. So uh, you know, they're the they're the big guys in the industry, and they're from American Top Team. So you know, th- that's my team right there. Now, are you sleeping with these girls? Are they having threesomes? Because you, you're, you're tweeting out that you're having threesomes, but then one of them said that she didn't have a threesome with you. Like, what, what, what happened? Yeah, the one that said she didn't have a threesome is the one that I cut out. She didn't make the seven and a half cut and above, Adam. I have standards, bro. I'm sorry, dude. I don't care about feelings, bro. You know I'm a guy that doesn't care about feelings, so it's not my fault that, that she didn't make the cut. So other girls... Now... Are, now do you, how do you spit game? Because a lot, a lot of guys out there are probably listening to this. Like, how could I fuck a threesome? Like, will you walk us through the best way to pick up these 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 girls? Die, reborn, Colby I mean, Covington. The thing is, you just got to be yourself, man. You can't you can't care about like what they think. You just be yourself, be outlandish. I mean, it helps that you know I'm a UFC fighter fighting for a uh, welterweight championship. I mean, that definitely goes a long ways. But I mean, I'm also a good looking dude. So even if I didn't, I would be getting with them anyways but just speak truth you know and you know the thing is girls are really insecure so if you can like connect with them on that level where you, you make them feel comfortable then they'll do whatever you want so how do you how do you do that yeah you know just talk to them you should wait wait till you see open workouts in uh, the the ways this week i got a couple new ones with me so uh, it's gonna be a show i got a couple new little cheekies with me no so did you fly some of the porn stars to chicago with you no, uh, there's the biggest porn convention going on in, in Chicago. It's called Exotica. So it's going on right now in Chicago. So, you know, a couple of them hit me up. They want to hang out, get on the Colby Chaos train before, you know, it gets too busy. And I can't even have time for anybody. Right. Now, now you said that you're going to teabag Rafael Dos Anjos in the middle of the octagon, right? So yep. you're, so you're going to knock him out, pull down your pants, and put your balls in his mouth? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Michael Jordan is notorious for dunking balls in the middle of the United Center. So, you know, he's also the greatest of all time in his sport. So it only makes sense that the greatest welterweight of all time, me, Chaos Covington, goes and dunks my nuts in the middle of RDA's face in the middle of the United Center in Chicago. But aren't you about maybe getting disqualified or fined or something or people saying it's not part of the sport? And the thing is, is, is with chaos, it's unpredictable. Dude. There's no... You can't control chaos. Chaos just happens. So, you know, I, you know, I don't even know what I'm going to do sometimes. It's just, it, I just do it, you know. So I'm not, I'm not, I don't care about repercussions. I don't care what they say. I do whatever I want. That's what a boss does. Now, Dos Anjos is known for having great cardio, great Muay Thai, lots of power, great jiu-jitsu. How are we going to deal with that? Uh, you know, I'm just going to deal with it by... You know, doing what I always do, just go out there and beat their ass. Don't give them a second to breathe. And, you know, everybody that's saying he has great cardio, he has all these great things at him, are also going to be the same people that say after I get my hand raised that, oh, he should have been lightweight. Oh, he really didn't have that great of cardio. Oh, he's he was overhyped, this and that. So, you know, all the people saying that, you know, they're all delusional. I can't wait. I can't wait for the fight. Are you going to call out Woodley if you win? Uh, of course. You know, he's next in line. You know, it's... Tyquil, he has nowhere to hide anymore. So, you know, he's got, it, he, I got it back to the corner now. So it, it only, it's only going to be being Tyquil next. People saying he refuses to say your name. 
Yeah, of course he refuses to say my name because he knows what clubs are saying my name. He doesn't want to open that floodgate. He's been ducking me since last December when the UFC offered the fight for the welterweight championship, and he let Cyborg get the main event when it should have been me and him. So, um, you know, he doesn't want to say my name. He knows what clubs are saying my name, and, and pretty soon he's going to be, after this weekend, he's going to be begging for my name because I'm going to be his last paycheck so he can pay off all his baby mamas. <laughs> Well, how many baby? No, come on. He, he has one baby mama. I, I like know the girl. He doesn't have lots of baby. You mama. sure about that? You sure you only got one baby mama? I, as far you as I know, you might want to do your research, Adam. I think you're a little off. Really? That's yep, for sure. I I don't I don't spread fake news, Adam. When I say something and I come out, that's the honest truth. I'm not like Tyrone. When Ty, Tyrone goes in the media, when he you know it's fake news. He just comes out to say stuff because he wants to get me to talk. When I say stuff, I mean it. It's true. So look that up. No, no, no. I mean, the last time you came here, you talked about John Jones doing steroids in college, and that made huge news, by the way. People were, a lot of people were very surprised about that. Uh, but that was crazy. Yeah, man. Your boy, your boy Joe Rogan was talking about <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, that's another thing. So you, you're, you're calling him Taekwondo Joe, and then you're going yeah. to slap him in the octagon? That's not going to go well. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen with, with Joe. You know, I honestly had... I, I can't control what happens, you know. I don't know. It just I'm unpredictable. I don't. I don't even know what I'm gonna do yet. It just depends on what kind of mood I'm in. But you know, I got I got no ill feelings towards Joe. Yeah, I mean Joe's a fan of yours. I mean he, he, you know. But yeah, he did listen to that interview and he said, you know, you should be careful because you know John Jones might see you and slap you, and I, I could see why you got upset about that too, though. Yeah, you know that, that was a cool thing to say, but. You know, I got. I guess I, got, I was supposed to, you know, tone it down. I shouldn't be talking about John. I should keep it directed towards the fighters and and everybody else. Right, 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 right. That that that, that totally makes sense. Uh, so, how do you think CM Punk's gonna do? Oh uh, shit! I don't know, man. I don't. I don't think he's gonna do well. But they did give him, uh, you know, a little, a little patty cake opponent. You know, an easy opponent. So. If he can get the job done, that'd be great. But he'll definitely sell some pay-per-view, so it'll be good for Whitaker. Now, are you getting part of the pay-per-view points? I wish. Uh, After this fight, they have no choice, though. Yeah, I mean, you but should. Yeah, I mean, you guys, a lot of people are going to be tuning in because of you and Rafael Dos Anjos. I know I am. I know, man. I, I know I, I know they had to speed the pot for, for Ralphie Dos Nachos. So, you know, I know he's getting a little pay-per-view cut because... He was, he's been ducking me since Singapore. We supposed to fight last year in Singapore, and he, he wanted nothing to do with my name. So, you know, I know they had to sweep the pot for him and give him a little pay-per-view. Now, Bubba Jenkins says that he's been training him in wrestling for you. Any, uh, any thoughts about that? <laughs> I mean, what's Bubba going to show him? Like, I don't care how long you, you train wrestling. I've been training since I was six years old in wrestling. So no matter what Bubba tries to teach him, he's not going to help him in the half time. I'm a completely different style wrestler than Bubba is, so you'll see Saturday night where it doesn't make a difference. Now, I've, I've, I actually, I just talked to Shorty Torres. He says you look great. He says you've been training with Poirier uh, and uh, Masvidal and that you've never looked better. Yeah, man. I, I put in a phenomenal training camp. You know, as you know, a lot of rounds in the bedroom, so I'm in great cardio shape. You know, I had great training partners, Jorge Masvidal, Dustin Poirier, Tony Martin. We got a great team over at American Top Team, Mike, led by Mike Brown. So, you know, I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm the best I've ever been in my life. And uh, I'm going to go out there and put on a good performance. Hopefully, hopefully uh, Rafi does, doesn't knock himself out. <laughs> now, a lot of people would never do what you do because they would think, 
shit, if I lose, everyone's going to be celebrating. Everybody's going to, like, you're putting yourself in a position where a lot of your haters are going to come out of the woodwork if shit doesn't go your way. But you don't give a fuck. You're just like, you're, you're that confident. I'm that confident, man. This is destiny. Dude. I've called my shots since day one. I said it a long time ago that I'd be fighting for this belt and I would get that belt. So I've always, I've always lined it up, you know. And at the end of the day, I don't care about what anybody thinks. Yeah, I don't have feelings. So, you know, if people want to come out of the woodwork, keep coming out of the woodwork, man. I don't know who you guys are. I don't care about you. All I care about is me and my journey. So I know this is destiny, and I'm, I'm going to get that, that belt wrapped around my waist on Saturday. I can't wait, man. I mean, you worked your ass off, and uh, and you're entertaining as fuck. I also recently saw that you tweeted that you're a big Trump guy. When did when did that happen? Oh man, I've always won. You know, that's been my campaign, make UFC great again. So, as soon as I found out the odds were released that I was the underdog, you know, I had to think back to our great leader of this free nation, Donald Trump. He was also the underdog in the campaign race. And just like him, he's going to grab these pussies and rule. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, listen, you know, Trump was the underdog, pulled off a major upset. Uh, what's, what are the odds, you and uh, Dos Anjos? I think I was like, uh, like plus, I don't know, plus something, plus 110, plus 120. Got it. Something Got like it. that. I don't know. Now, the weigh-ins. Are you going to start a fight during the weigh-in? Dude, I can't. I can't give away insider insider info on the weigh-ins, man. I got some some really good stuff planned, so you don't want to miss the weigh-ins. I can't wait, man. I I, I can't wait. I think that uh, I, I think you got this. I really do. I really think you got this. I want to see you versus Woodley. According to you, you beat up Woodley in practice. According to Woodley, that never happened. Uh, according to Dean Thomas, you guys wrestled, but he didn't see what happened. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I want to see it. I mean, how bad did you beat Woodley in practice? Dude, I fucking, I made him quit one day. One, you're supposed to do five rounds of sparring. After the second round, he's like, no more. I'm done. Right in front of G. Thomas, right in front of another Muay Thai trainer from L.A. His name's Edmund. So Edmund knows, too. You can hit up Edmund. And his boxing coach can hit up, too. Jake, he's over at Title Boxing in St. Louis. He saw it, too, man. I, I don't make up fake lies, fake news. I beat Tyrell Dawson. He knows it. That's why he doesn't want to fight me. I mean, he says that never happened. Uh, he he says, of course he, he does. Yeah, I mean that's. But he said. also said that he also said that he was ready to fight a long time ago. He could fight Nate Diaz and GSP, but as soon as they offered him to fight me, he he has to get elective shoulder surgery. So the guy's a complete fake. He's a fraud. I'm gonna send him to the retirement home soon. Now, what are your thoughts on the Diaz brothers? Uh, you know, I don't think they. I don't know. They they, they were warriors in the game. I don't have any disrespect towards them, but, you know, I think they're done fighting. You know, Nick has some issues outside of fighting, and, and Nate, you know, he's waiting for that Connor fight, and, you know, he's made so much money for the Connor fights that he, he, has no, he's, he has no reason to fight over Now, the Mackenzie Dern, uh, missed weight. You called her a fat pig. Uh, I think you put a picture of her next to Porky Pig. Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy. Uh, did you get any flack for that? Why, why did you do that? <laughs> Why did I do that? Because she's fucking parading around with that stupid little accent, that Brazilian accent. She was born in America, raised in America, and she wants to walk around and act like she has an accent in Brazilian. Like, dude, it's so fake. And, and then when you miss weight by eight pounds, come on, dude. You, she set herself up, Adam. It's not my fault that she's 
she looks like Miss Piggy. I, I don't think she looks like Miss Piggy, but I, I, I mean, I don't see her. That I, I can't see the resemblance of her, Miss Piggy. Honestly, I, I, I gotta say, she's a very attractive girl. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't hook up with her if she wanted to. Fuck no, Adam. She doesn't meet my criteria. If you didn't hear me earlier, Hawaii show, I said seven and a half and that's only. But shouldn't you be going for tens? I mean, seven and a half is you're, you're like kind of uh, you know, you're not really giving yourself that much credit. Well, seven seven half is the bottom of my range. I started ten, so if if it's an off night and like I didn't get any from you know my ten, you know, then, then okay, maybe we can slide down to seven and a half. But you know, we're <laughs> consistently going up. Probably after this fight, I'm gonna be at eight, eight and a half. How many girls have you slept with in your life? <clears throat> Too many to count on. On a hundred fingers, like at least probably close to a thousand. Thousand women. Wow. Yeah, easily. It's on par with Will Chamberlain. I remember one year in college, it was like I was I was going to all the frat parties, sorority parties at Oregon State University, and I was sleeping with like two girls a night. It was ridiculous. Wow, two girls a night. Um, that's yeah. Now, now your whole thing about nerd bash. I mean, what's wrong with being a nerd? Some of these good people they like science or they like reading. Like, why why nerds? Let's first establish who the nerds are. The nerds are all these Cheeto-y dorks. They're in their mom's basement, and they want to play Mark-ass matchmaker on the internet. They haven't done anything with their pathetic lives, Adam. And you know what? Nature used to weed out all these beta nerds. But now I'm the alpha that came to rid the world of the nerds. And the next nerd on my list that's on the guest list is Rafi Dos Nachos, June 9th, live on pay-per-view. But these aren't, I, I don't think these are nerds. Those are more trolls or like just jerks. I, I mean, nerd, when I think of a nerd, I think of like a kid who's just into science or something, you know, or just like a, somebody that's into, you know, uh, something, you know, a little bit more intellectual. I, so I think maybe dork bash. I don't know what it is, dork. It used to be a different word for bash. Geek? Uh, oh, Well, yeah, uh, virgin, virgins too. You know, I have a lot of haters that are virgins that are little kids that uh, like, are like, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. They never even you know, had their dick rubbed, so, you know, they, they want to be offensive to me and yell things at me and say they could beat me up at this and that, so, you know, that's that's kind of how Nerd Bash got started, because all my haters are virgins. Yeah, but I don't think that, like, first of all, I don't think those guys really think they could beat you up. I mean, no, people know they, <laughs> they can't really beat you up, but... They but, say it on the internet, that's why, that's why I had to start Nerd Bash, because they'd be saying some crazy things on the internet, like, like they're going to do something to you. Now, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you, I remember when you're my friend, but also, like, you're after you win, I want to see what happens. Like, I, you're definitely... Because <laughs> I can't... Yeah. I'm looking forward to how far you're going to take this. Uh, what you're going to do. Are you going to call out Joe Rogan? Or are you going to take over? Are you going to give a kid a wedgie in the middle of the octagon? Are you really going to tee back? I don't really think if you win, you're going to whip out your balls and put it in Rafael Desanio's mouth. I just don't think that's going to happen. I mean, someone's going to grab you. I mean, do you really think that that's going to happen? For real? Dude, I, honestly, I, I don't know what's going to happen. It just depends on what kind of mood I'm in that day. But I'm telling you, man, if chaos is exactly how I am, you cannot control chaos. Chaos just actually just goes out and does whatever it wants. You know, you it's unpredictable. And, you know, we'll see how I'm feeling Saturday night. But that, I got some crazy shit planned, fireworks. So you don't want to miss it. I hope you got paper for you. Where's the after party? The after party? Probably going to be at the Marriott. That's where the fighter host hotel is. And then, uh, you know, I don't know. We're going to we're gonna figure out somewhere. Go to a bar or something after that. Now, I got like 50 people coming out from Oregon. Bunch of chicks. You know, the porn convention. The girls are going to be lingering around. So it's going to be a good time. Now, what do your mom and dad think when you're making these videos with all these porn stars? 
Oh, uh, you know, I, I'm a boss, man. I do what I want. You know, I don't care what my mom and dad think. You know, they can think whatever they want. You know, I'm I'm my own man, dude. I do whatever I want with my life. So no one tells me what to do, man. You know, the last person that tried to tell me what to do was my manager, Dan Lambert. I had to slap him in the face. Well, that, that sounds like a really good uh, career move. But I'm just saying that, like, if I'm your parents, right, and I'm, you know, you went to Oregon State, you're a smart guy, you're a fighter, and now I see you with these girls that you could click on their links and just loads of cocks are around them. I, I mean, aren't they say, Colby, meet a nice girl, maybe it's time to settle down? That's the thing, man. I'm a bad guy, man. I'm just, I'm the super villain that came to life in the UFC, you know? So, but the thing is, is news slash bad guys win in real life. Yeah, well, listen, uh, we're, we're, you know, we're rooting for you. I, I, I can't wait to Saturday night, you versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Thanks for calling in, Colby. You're the best. Appreciate it, man. Much love, Adam. Much love to you. Take care. Take care, brother. Um, we don't have a Bellator until the end of the month. But yeah, but there's a PFL card this week, though, right? Oh, it starts this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? Is, wait, is Thanksgiving this week? Well, you know, will you please tell me who's on this card? Uh, will you please tell me who's on this card? You don't know who's on the card? Uh, look it up. That's Joe just, just died. Uh, who's on this card this week? I am looking right now. Andre Harrison, main event. Not who's he fighting? Ter- Tertian? Tertian? Tertian. All right. Oh, Jumabek Tertian. He used to be in the UFC. Is he any good? Uh... I think Harrison's going to ruin him. You reach Colby's phone, leave your name in the- All right. Lan- Lance Palmer's on the card. Steven Seiler, Marcos Galvao, Nazarina Malagari, Tamor Valiev, Sean Jordan, Jer- Jared Rushalt. Who's fighting who? Well, they, the ones I'm naming don't really have, like, named opponents. All right. So tell me who they are. But, like, Jack May and Josh Copeland are fighting, and I think that's a good fight. That's Huggy Bear, right? That's Huggy Bear, and then Jack May was in the UFC. He's like a six foot four, white. He almost looks like a, a yeah, yeah, SOA. No, we Didn't he lose to Derek Lewis? Didn't he get knocked out? Yes. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 There's a lot of UFC veterans. Alex Nicholson's on the card. Really? Fighting a guy who's O O and O. No, come on. I swear to God, Alex Nicholson versus Kelvin Tiller. Oh, Tiller's Daniel Gallimar. We had him on the show too. Daniel Gallimore's fighting Frank Amar Barroso, who used to be in the UFC. Okay. There's a lot of na- there's a lot of like. This is Thursday night, right? Uh, Jake Hewn's on the card. All right, I like him. Uh, Jared Rushall, like I said, Sean Jordan from the UFC, Tamor Valia. It's on Facebook and then NBC Sports. And this is Thursday night? There's a four fight main card on NBC Sports and it is the seventh, so Thursday night. Night, I'm looking forward to this. And Andre Harrison is in the main event. And he said he will not be walking out with his WSOF championship. Oh, what that? Really? Yeah, he said he won't be walking out with that belt. I'm looking forward to this. I like Harrison. He's, he's, he's the best kept secret. He's 16-0. and 0. He's, he's got to make his move over eventually. He's, well, if he wins this, he gets a million dollars, right? This is a tournament? Is this I, a yeah, tournament? I'm like not 100% sure on all the logistics of it because they say first it's a million-dollar tournament, but they're giving away 10 million in prizes. So I'm wondering if it's like 10 divisions and each gets a million. I, and where the fuck did this budget come from? Uh, WSOF came from Russia. WSOF's budget was like $4 per event. They were handing out half of their seats for free. So I don't know who's backing him, but I'm gonna watch. Well, you know who's commentating? Eve Edwards. I know. It's and Randy Couture. Eve, Randy, and Boz is over there too. I'm yeah. Excited for this. I'm, yeah. I am pumped. I'm, I'm pumped to watch this. Are you more pumped for that, or are you pumped for this fucking stacked 225 card? Talk to me about it. From the bottom or the top? I don't know. Go. <laughs> Start at the bottom. Clay Guida and Charles Dubronx. 
I thought it was Bobby Green versus Clay Guida. Bobby Green was out last week, and uh, Charles Oliveira's in. Oh, I got Clay all the way. The Bronx seems to choke in big fights. It's the second fight on Fight Pass. Wow, <laughs> wow that's good. That's and the good. third fight on Fight Pass, <clears throat> Mr. Benavidez is pissed. Why? Joseph Benavides says, I should not be on Fight Pass. I'm the number one flyweight in the world. You guys are fucking me by putting me on Fight Pass. And mm. he's been tweeting and everything about it, but he's fighting Sergio Pettis. Ooh, and that is, that is a hell of a fucking flyweight matchup. I mean, if, if Benavides wins decisively, can you deny him a shot again? Uh, who do I think wins this fight? Benavides has been out for a while. He had torn ACL, this and And Sergio's still on the come up. But I still think that Joe wins this fight. If I got to be honest with you, I got to say Joe wins this fight. And Demetrius announced he wants on the LA card in August. So we don't, nobody knows who the fuck he would fight before Miga's petitioning for it. He said I should be. Oh, he said I should be in because everybody else has already fought him. That's he has a good point, but it's oh, man, it's too bad that Dillashaw. Formiga would get destroyed. Yeah. Um, the main event of Fight Pass: Rashad and Anthony Lionheart Smith. Oh. I know this fucking hurts, dude. Especially a year ago today, we had Rashad in studio. It was a year ago today, and like. I've always been a Rashad fan, but Lionheart, you can never fucking count him out. Well, his last fight, you caught him out. He was knocked out, actually. Uh, I mean, look, if this was a prime Rashad Evans, the guy who knocked out Chuck Liddell, the guy who beat Bisbing, the guy who beat all these, beat Forrest Griffin, are we having this conversation? But this is now a now of Rashad Evans that lost to a guy who was 90 years old, uh, Dan, Dan Kelly, Kelly, Sam Alvey. I mean, the... Uh, is, could sh- could or should this be Rashad's swan song? Maybe I don't know. Go to go to tele- uh, telecasting the announcing commentary. No, no, no. Of course not. But like he could do very well doing the UFC tonight or the Fox Sports pre-show, post-show. Of course. And they're bringing in everybody and, and their mother to do commentary. Yeah. By the way, uh, Paige Van Zandt got implants. Yeah, and, dude. Um, yeah, do you like that? And a demanding no. husband? Well, first of all, we'll get that to the second. So she gets implants, and then she's holding up pancakes, right, in the picture. And I wanted to tweet out, this is before and after the implants. Like, you know, but I, but I knew that that was just going to be, people are going to jump on that. She's then, kind of a touchy subject to fuck with. I'd like to touch her subject. But, <laughs> no, but she's a very beautiful lady, but I don't understand, like, what... What's the necessity? What are we doing here? I... It's become almost like a female requirement of like MMA fighters for some strange no, reason. I don't mind her getting implants, but uh, I like it when girls get implants and then you don't know they have implants. You yeah. know, like or or all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, that girl got an implant. Yeah. yeah, or you wonder and you're thinking about it. Yeah, and but like, like when you get implants, then you like holding up pancakes. You just publicize you, it. I don't know. It just sort of to me, it just kind of like, and that's her, her whole thing with me. It's like she just. I feel like she's telling me how attractive she is, and that makes her less attractive. But wasn't she also trying to be like the wholesome girl next door? Like when she debuted, wasn't she trying to be yeah, like another kid on the came on the podcast? Like, <laughs> yeah, was that, uh, Yates, Andrew Yates. Yeah, yeah. But now she's getting you know fake titties and, and talking about I bought them. And, and, and her boyfriend was like, "Put me in the UFC, Dana White. I'm an All American, national champion. Okay, that was good." And he's like, "I'm Paige Van Zandt's man." And that was just well, like... Well, that'll work. Cringy, dude. Oh! <laughs> really? You got a name drop that hard I mean, to get I'm a fight? Paid, who says that? Who says I'm Paige Van Zandt's man? I mean, what? 
Be more impressive if you're Chris Cyborg's man, dude. No, but even if you're a, well, maybe, but even if you're a girl, you don't say, "Oh, I'm Conor McGregor's f- woman." Like, put me in the UFC. Yeah. Like, just- yeah, and at the same time, you look at you've looked at you know couples in MMA and whatnot. One could be great and one could suck shit. Just because you're with the great one doesn't yeah, mean you that? automatically get a shot. Why would you do that? Oh, I play basketball in my backyard. Can I join the Warriors for game tomorrow? I mean, it makes me question like, everything. Like, my whole life. Mm, uh, I, I don't know. We're in a simulation, know. dude. What was that? We're in a simulation. What do you mean? The simulation theory. What's that? What is this, the Truman Show? Talk to me. <sighs> no, it's just like a, like a theory that all of our life and existence is like a big computer program that was made by like aliens or some shit. Hmm. Yeah, I wasn't thinking that. All right. Um, <laughs> Why do I feel like I'm a substitute in the resource room during this podcast? All right, let me try Colby again. I'll, I'll call him from, from, from my thing. See if this works. See if he actually picks up. I'll turn this around so the speaker's just facing. Oh, yeah, let's we'll see if this works. And we'll cut this out. Uh, I mean, it is fight week. Yeah, he says he has a bunch of interviews. You reach Colby? Yeah, right. Tuesday is check-in day. So. Okay, so, all right. Uh, I'm putting $1,000 on CM Punk. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> no. I wouldn't put a thousand fucking I don't know, piece man. of sand. Michael Jackson, uh, he, he, he has me worried a little bit. Really? This fight is so stupid. It's so, this fight should be in the LFA prelims. Uh, this should not no, this fight should be a Bellator main event because no, that's that's what they that's no. what they do. No, not anymore. It seems like they're going in the right direction. I mean, this is just what are we doing here? An Owen one. This is like the Ultimate Fighter defeated. Like, it <laughs> is. I mean, what are we doing here? Although I do think that uh, Mike Jackson should win. He's seven and zero in kickboxing, four and zero in boxing. As long as he doesn't get taken down. Have you seen CM Punk the picture of him recently? Yeah. He looks so disheveled. It looks like eighty. Well, you also. I, I'm not sure, you know, you guys or the fans know this, but he just got done with his court case against WWE this morning. Really? What yeah. What was the case? It was, a de- it was a defamation suit and something to do with CM Punk got, like, some form of a staph infection, and the doctor, there was, like, a fucking baseball growing on his back, and the doctor said there's, like, nothing wrong with him, and they can't do anything or whatever. It's gone through for a couple years, and it finally ended this morning. The ch- uh, the charges, I think, against CM Punk were dropped. He's cleared, and everything's good, but now he's got to go check in and do all the, the fight week stuff. Do you really want a court case the week of your I mean, fight? Did he, like, back surgery last time or something? I, I don't know. Well, I mean, he was, he was... I really think that, like, there should be, like, a... You know how baseball has fantasy camp? Where yeah. you could just go become your baseball yeah. week and you could pitch against Nolan Ryan, who's like 80. Or you know what? Everybody should have that. Where you could like fight Liddell now and you can roll with BJ Penn. That'd be dope. Or you know what? Yeah, How about you go that. through the tough house? How about they send CM Punk through the tough house? If Kimbo had to do it and he actually had fighting experience, yeah. CM Punk should have had to go through tough, but they knew he would get murdered. Of course. Yeah, and I think he's, I think he's going to get murdered again. I hope they cut him or just I, stop I, this I bullshit. Hope, I honestly hope though if he loses... Just cut him. Make another, another speech about like living your dreams. Because like, <laughs> it, it's just like, dude, I don't. It's not real. It's not a real. I mean, I, I get it, but you trained hard and you did it, and it's cool. And I, I do respect the fact that he had a goal, but he got to skip seventy five thousand steps, and I, it's hard to get past that. I, I would like to see the fight go, like go the distance though, because I do want to like see how There's he actually There's no fucking fights. chance. You don't think so, dude? Either way, it's not going three rounds. I really think that they should have just had him versus like Birdman or, or like one of those ra- like 
that one of those rappers. Why didn't they sign Fifty yeah. Cent? Tell them Fifty to drop like, to one seventy. But like Wiz Khalifa versus CM Punk, that, that would have that, that would be a good fight. That'd be dope. At least then I'd be like, they should have just given Jason Ellis the fight. Ellis, by the way, just had a he just had stem cell uh, replacement surgery on his hip or something. He was really? Like, he did a show last night. He was on Kane. He, I mean, he, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's had a tough time. Um, but yeah, from fighting. So we're calling Phil Davis right now. Nice. The guy who's a national champion. Looked great in his last fight with that head kick Looked knockout. Looked great? Or he's a knockout artist now. Yeah, dude. Uh, Where'd that come from? That, that was pretty damn awesome. Must be working with Eric Del Fiero a lot. What was that? So he must be working more with Eric Del Fiero a lot. Hey, Phil Davis. Hey, how you doing? Hey, you're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter, CB Gold, Wean Dog. How are you, buddy? All right, thanks for <laughs> hanging up on me. <laughs> wow, that was rough. All right, this is this is this is I guess where we're, we're at now. <laughs> it's all right, just in case, we still got about nine more Calling amazing fights on what this happened? card. What is he doing? Call back. I don't know what happened. And he's a, a black eye emoji. So, hey, what's up, man? What's up, Phil? Hey, what's going on? What's up? How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Con- con- congrats on your last fight, dude. That was an amazing head kick knockout. Is that how you saw? It? Is that what you thought was going to happen? Uh, definitely not what I thought was going to happen. But uh, <laughs> I'll accept it. I will allow it. Where did you think was going to happen? You know, uh. I try not to script things too much just because you never know how things are going to go. And I feel like if you script it too much, you, you overlook opportunities. So, uh, I mean, truthfully, I imagine myself getting a submission uh, or just kind of like, you know, take him down and ground and pound. But uh, standing KO is, I mean, it's awesome. No, it was, it was awesome. I was really happy for you, man. And um, I thought that he was giving you – I thought you were winning every round. It was no doubt you were winning every round, mm-hmm. but he was hanging in there. Like he was not there to to roll over for you. He, oh no no. Yeah. No, he was he was he was there to play ball. He was there to play ball. No, definitely. And uh, you know, uh, I mean, I definitely thought I was winning also, but there were some some tough positions. Yeah, I like what I always say. Uh, I'm not impossible to take down. I can be taken down, but. You may not like the position. I'm an excellent, excellent scrambler. When it comes to like uh, wrestling positions, if you get a single leg and get me halfway down, that's like that's the worst possible position. I'm probably going to take you down, and yeah. that's what ended up happening. He did a, a lot of work to get to a takedown, and then he didn't come out on top. Man, that is, that is the <laughs> that's the ultimate burn when you take someone down off of their takedown, or you use all your energy to try to get someone down, and they just stand right back up. Yeah, I mean, isn't he from England? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got taken down by a guy from England? I mean, do you have to give back your national championship now or, or no? Yeah, uh, you know, I've already gotten the call to return it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, holy, I was shocked. I was like, dude, what the fuck? For this, Linton Vassell took down Phil Davis. I, 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 I ran out of the house. I actually moved. That's how crazy it was. I, I like broke up with my wife. It, it was nuts, man. It was nuts. But you're right. You, after that, you scrambled right back and just kicked his ass. So um, all is forgiven. Um, but you look awesome. <laughs> all is forgiven. Uh, Thank but, you. Uh, yeah, I, I was so happy for you, man. What was it like fighting in England? 
Hey, man, it was a great crowd. They had a really great crowd there. It, it, it's interesting because um, they do a, they do a, Bellator does a couple of shows there, and they sell out every single one of them. Uh, or if not sell out, it's pretty much uh, it's, it's pretty full. It was a really loud crowd, and uh, man, I love I love crowds like uh, like England was, or like how Brazil is. Man, they are completely biased for their guys. They don't care the you know the uh, the, the the more well known fighter. They don't care. They're completely cheering for for Linton. And I, I mean, that's I love that. I love that. I love it so much. I wish that it would be adopted back in the United States. If I fought, you know, Machida in Las Vegas, it might be split half and half. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. I mean, he's just a popular guy. People love him. I can't blame him. But if we're in America, if we're in America, I expect <laughs> at least the American fans to, to cheer for me. Not so. Not so. I tell you, American fans, they, they just like whoever they like. No, it's so true, man. Like, remember when Ricky Hatton came to, uh, he fought in Vegas? Like, I mean, how many thousands oh of people God. flew in? But if an American guy flies in England, like, three people show up. And those are, like, his, like, family. Exactly. Yeah, it's 1,000%. Which is, I mean, I don't know, maybe because we're just so used to having athletes that are good and yada yada. But I totally hear you, man. I, I 100% hear you. Yeah. Um, it's cool, though. I mean, for... Uh, for you know, for me, it's it's the same whether it's a home crowd or a away crowd. I just love hearing that the energy. Yeah, well, well it was nice also because like, I honestly think that you're the most overlooked and underrated fighter in the world right now because your only losses are to Ryan Bader, which I thought you won both those fights. Uh, Anthony, <laughs> I mean, your only true loss where I could be like you lost was Anthony Johnson. Uh, I, I can't think of a fight that you actually lost. I mean, can you? Well, I definitely, I definitely lost uh, against uh, what's that boy's name? Uh, Sugar Rashad. He beat me up. Okay, that yeah, right. He that beat one. me up back in the '84. Rashad but, Evans beat you. Know, me. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? I have reached a spot. I have reached a spot in the game where I was, uh, I was uh, a victim of my own success. I had won, won five fights in a row in 13 months, uh, and I just went straight into a, a title eliminator, having only done the sport of MMA for two years. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, then you run into, like, a, a world-class hitter. And, I mean, I gave him my all. I didn't quit. I got beat up. I didn't get beat down like I've seen some other people. So, you know, I, I look at it and say, yeah, it was a learning experience. But, uh uh, I'm pretty sure Sugar knows that can't, he can't beat me up like that no more. That's, <laughs> that was uh, them days are long gone. Brother. Yeah, no. If you look at like actually, I mean, you look at your careers now, and I love Sugar Rashad Evans. We were just talking about like how he's fighting Anthony Smith this tonight this week, and like we're like, man, look at the, the Rashad Evans that beat you or beat Chuck Liddell or beat Forrest Griffin versus the Rashad Evans that lost to Sam Alvey and Dan Kelly. It's just like two different fighters, you know? Uh, oh yeah. You know, it's which is crazy. Now, yeah, now it's, it's just a it's just a long road, and people want you to be, you know, at your at your peak right now. And uh, you know, the truth of the matter is, you know, you're you're constantly working toward it. You know what I mean? Oh no, one hundred percent. Now, um, now who now Bader's a champion right now. Who's Bader fighting? 
He just fought. Vader's fighting. He just um, fought King Mo, so he's fighting okay, Mitri. He I think he's fighting, fighting Mitrione. Right, right, right. So well, who, yeah, he knocked out Mo. So who's the two hundred five? So champion? now he's fighting Mitrione. Who's the what? Who's well, the he fights Mitrione who's the, next. Who's the Bellator two hundred five champion? Ryan Bader. So, but he's so he's not defending his title. Yeah, so but he's not defending his title. So he's what, in the Grand Prix right he now. Get to like, so, he gets a bye right now. So shouldn't I there's mean, there's not, no interim. So then why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't Phil be the champion? I don't know. I also question why Phil wasn't in the heavyweight Grand Prix. Yeah, why weren't you in the heavyweight Grand Prix, Phil? Um, I don't know. They they didn't ask, but I most likely would have said no anyway. I, you know, here's the thing. Well, heavyweight, I, I think heavyweights they compete at a different speed. Uh, you know, different strength. Um, I think it's just a different. Each weight class has their own mechanics. They have their own moves at work. And when you get in there and you're undersized, man, you you got to make up. You got to make up that size and 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 power, in uh in a in a, way, in a different way, and I'm not sure my style right now translates good to a good heavyweight game. And there's a lot of guys that are, that, you know, will give some, you know, have a fight or two at heavyweight, but cannot beat the top heavyweights. I I just don't see value in beating up the lower level of heavyweights. I mean, I, I would. Once I get to a point where I'm like, hey, you know, I can contend with the, the best in the world at heavyweight, then I'll give it a go. But right now, I'm I'm a perfect 205, and uh, I need more more size and more strength at heavyweight. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Uh, Cause I mean, how much how much do you cut to get 205? What's that? How much do you cut to get to 205? Uh, at the most 20. Now, who do you think's oh. gonna win? By the way, so let's talk about that heavyweight tournament: Chael versus Fedor. I would love for Chael to win, oh. but I, I but I'm a little nervous. Uh, who do you think wins this fight? Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, there is no good reason why Chael should win, but that's exactly what the reason why Chael is going to win. <laughs> do you yeah. understand? Yeah. That, that, is, that is that is the environment in which Chael thrives. Well, it, it I don't know. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't, he didn't I no mean, reason. He didn't thrive against John Jones. He didn't thrive against Rashad Evans. He didn't. He didn't thrive <laughs> against Tito. There are a lot of, or Anderson Silva. Rampage. Was, I mean, he did thrive against Rampage. Mm, so thrive. I don't know. I mean, that's there's a lot of you know counter arguments there. Well, I mean, you know, John Jones you ought to pray to his lucky stars because he he narrowly won that fight against uh, what's his name? Uh, Gustafson. Uh, Gustafson. No, not Gustafson. Ah, uh, God, Chell Sonnen. If that if that fight had gone into the second round, the ref would have stopped the fight because he had a compound oh, you're fracture. Out of your mind. Come on, yeah, okay. And Matt Hamill's the real champion. No, granted, no, no, I get it, I get it, I get it. He beat the crap out of him. So I'm yeah. just saying that oh, that is right, a terrible that's... way to lose a fight. Come that on. is a terrible way to lose a fight. Yes, of course. And he was he was gonna lose that way. Right, of course. And, and, and CM Punk should win this Nobody weekend because the lights should go out and then Hockey Tonk Man should jump in and throw a fucking thing at him. Okay, but what, let's talk about the real world. Why well, you got to so, spoil the weekend? So, so, yeah, the real world. So, so, Chael's, so Chael's going to win, you think? Dude, I don't... He's one of those guys, man. As soon as you say he's, he's not going to win, that's the fight that he wins. It's he hates like, Fedor, though. He, hates, he, he seems to hate these pride guys. He seems to do well against the Vanderbilt huh? Silva's... Fedor is—it's like he has like a vendetta against Pride. He—he's convinced all the guys Shogun Pride Rampage. were on steroids, and he's like on a personal personal right. way to like, and not like he wasn't on steroids, but he's on a personal. Uh, 
Speaking of which, steroids, different topic. So John Jones, right, was Colby Covington's roommate in college. According to Colby Covington. Really? Yeah. Uh, when they, re- they used to beat up townies, they were best friends over at Iowa Central Community College or something. But then they stopped becoming friends because, according to Colby, John Jones became a roid head, moved to heavyweight, was hooked on steroids, and became a whole different person. And he actually named the guy that was dealing steroids to John Jones. If that is true, that changes my whole perspective on John Jones's entire career. Because for some reason, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he took steroids because uh-huh. he, he needed boner pills or something because cocaine makes your dick limp or something and you need fucking boner pills to get it hard again. Do you think he was on roids the, this, whole, this whole career? Now, I just want to say, when people ask questions like this, I have no way of knowing... I have absolutely no way of knowing. But you're in the locker room. And I... Huh? But you're in the locker room. Don't you, don't you see these guys injecting their asses and stuff with needles? <laughs> no. No. Yes. No, I had to, had to take my kids to dinner. <laughs> I, was supposed to, I was supposed to be at home. It's ready. I was supposed to be at home ready and waiting for you. Got it, got it, got it. And instead, I had to take the kids out. Got it. Anyway. So you don't know? Yeah, I don't know. Uh. It, it really, I mean, what can I say? Well, I mean, I, just... I, I would never, I would never say this guy was on steroids if he didn't test and, and pop. But have you ever trained with guys before and after they took steroids? And could you feel the difference? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, steroids is man, it's crazy. It, it, it's crazy how much it changes the feel of you know uh, of just regular practice. I mean, granted, there's a little bit of placebo even with with steroids. Guys know their own juice, so they're like they, they they go extra hard and they feel extra strong, and they're just just all around ridiculous. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, truthfully, I, it's kind of like I don't know. If you have to get off of it and then cycle down and then lose the weight, I don't know how much of the restraint you maintain. I don't know if it's worth it to, to jeopardize your health no, I, I, and I, your long-term safety. I just don't see it. And I personally know a bunch of guys that did that, and it, it never seems to turn out well for them, like like during right. their fights. You know, it just it always seems like – yeah. And furthermore, I, I always feel like there are very few guys – and take steroids and actually win. I feel like the guys that take steroids are, are your number twos, and not even number twos, number threes or fours, because you have to actually say, you know, I'm not going to win if I don't do something. And to have that thought and admit, admit it to yourself, I don't know. I don't know how much of a winner you actually are. You're absolutely right. Phil, you should, you're, you're, you're a motivational He's inspirational. Speaker. Absolutely. Now, uh, Ryan Bader versus Mitrione. Who do we like in that fight? Um, all right, so here's the deal with this one. <laughs> so Ryan Bader beat me, so the right thing to say is Ryan Bader's going to win. <laughs> so, but but truthfully, I wish him well. I mean, if you beat me, I wish you well. I hope you continue to beat everybody. I hope you knock everybody out in 10 seconds. Now, <laughs> you win five rounds with me, you knock the next guy out in 10 seconds. I hope you knock everybody out in 10 seconds. 
<laughs> but he didn't beat you though. No, That's the that, fucking thing. He really didn't huh? beat. He really didn't beat you. I, I I've watched that fight a couple oh, times. I know. I know, but the fact of the matter is, he got his hand raised. So I, I'm now now I'm Team Bader. I I think what but, happens is like guys, I really think the judges are looking at you, and they're seeing your 18 pack and your fucking shoulders, <laughs> and the fact that this guy's hanging in there, they're like, you know what? He shouldn't be able to do that. I'm gonna give him the round. <laughs> I, I seriously think that's what's happening. Uh, like, it, it, they're, they're giving these guys the close rounds against you because they look at you and you're, they're like, oh, this guy's supposed to win. He looked like he was made in a lab. Uh, and that's, <laughs> I think it's fucking you up, man. For real. Go, you know, go on my diet. I think I, I might just do that. I might just get fat before my next fight. <laughs> Seriously, you, you, it's going to work wonders. So, all right. So you think, so uh, gun to your head, who do you think wins the fight? Well, I mean... I said I'm. I said I'm rooting. I'm rooting for uh, for Bader. Yes. But uh, truthfully, I think Mitrione is. Uh, he's too much horse. Yeah. He's quick. He's fast. His hands are hard. They're terrible, man. He just. He he. He hurts people. He hurts people. So, um, most likely Mitrione's gonna win. If I had to guess, I'd say two rounds. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I I, I want Bader to win too. Now this week, Yo Romero versus uh, Bobby Knuckles, Robert Whitaker. This Saturday night, Ooh. who do we like? Oh, that's a tough matchup there. Um, you know, I like Bob, uh, Robert Whitaker, man. Uh, he made a fan out of me. He made a fan out of me, man, for sure. Uh, I didn't even, I didn't even realize he had moved up and weight. And then when he moved out, I was like, "What? Yeah, he's not going to do good at this weight class." And then he just whooped everybody. I was like, "Crap, man! All right, bro, I, I'm, a, I'm on your bandwagon, dog." Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm Robert Whitaker. I'm, I'm going to go Robert Whitaker on that. I think he's a, I think he's a little bit more technical. He'll stay a little bit more busy. Um, and busy is what you need to stay against Joe Romero. You got to keep him guessing. You got to keep him uh, just off rhythm because he, he's going to walk you down, and then eventually he's going to fire off his, his big overhand. Um, and so it's just a matter about you know laying down, peppering him, keeping him, keeping him uncomfortable so you can at least see that punch coming i agree plus he already beat him because it's coming and romero's coming gotta be like 75 years old right now i mean come on like how old's that guy uh colby yeah. colby covington versus rafael dos años oh well Oh wait, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe doesn't. <laughs> Kobe doesn't like Brazil, right? No, he says they're all filthy animals. Oh, is that the same guy? Yeah, the guy says they're all filthy animals. He says he's got a tea bag, dos años, in the middle of the octagon in Chicago. Uh, he's making videos with porn stars. <laughs> he's a big Trump supporter. Uh, he says fuck your feelings. I mean, he's just he's doing everything he can to kind of win that that section of the population that seems to kind of go with that. Uh, I, I, I put it this way. I think Roseanne Barr is rooting for him. Um, now, <laughs> now, now, Dos An now, Dos Anjos, training with Bubba Jenkins as his wrestling coach. Uh, looked great his yeah. last couple fights. Uh, who do we like? You know, Dos Anjos, 100%. And Kobe Covington has what it takes. He just, Dos Anjos is just, he's just, uh, I mean, he's a hammer. He's an absolute hammer. 
I mean, it's weird when he loses. I say, I don't know how you lost. I mean, you just got caught, buddy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, he, the, he seems like one of those guys that doesn't have very many holes in his game. And he loses to guys like, uh, you know, Tony Ferguson, who's just a, a nightmare matchup. He's a very awkward guy, whereas Colby's kind of a you, – you can get guys to do what Colby's doing in the gym. You can't really get guys to do what Tony Ferguson's doing in the gym. It's hard. It's harder. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I would like to see Colby win because I want to see if he does teabagging him in the octagon. And, uh, <laughs> and then he says he's going to smack Joe Rogan right. after he wins. He says he plans on smacking <laughs> Oh, that's right. He did say that. Yeah, he calls yeah, him. Like Colby's been all over the place lately. He calls him Taekwondo. Joe. And, and, <laughs> and he says he's going to smack Rogan. So I, I, I'm kind of rooting for him just on the sheer, like, Humor. I got to see what's going to happen. Comedy. You know? Yeah. And plus, I don't like it. Like, if, if like he gets killed off, if, if the villain loses, it's not going to be as fun to root for him again. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, he's, he's being very entertaining. I want to see him win so he can fight Tyron. Because I think uh, the buildup would be hilarious. Yeah, but yeah, you want him to win? Was that you want him to win? Because what? I want him to win so he could fight Tyron. I think him and I think him and Woodley, the buildup to that fight would be absolutely hilarious. According to him, he beat up Tyron in the gym. Oh, wow. According to him. Uh, CM, I'll, CM Punk. I'll give you that. that. Yeah. Uh, CM Punk, Michael Jackson. That'd be a big fight. Uh, CM Punk, man. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody can start I, a sentence. I'm gonna have to give it to Mike. I'm gonna have to give it to Mike. I just can't. Yeah, I know. CM Punk's looking old too. I mean, he, he does not look good at all. Uh, now, uh, let's. Talk, I'll, I'll get all this. By the by the way, your gym right now. I think Darian Caldwell is legitimately the best 135 pounder in the world. Uh, I think he would do really well against Cody No Love or TJ Dillashaw. What, yeah, he's training at your gym. Talk to me about Darian Caldwell. So DC Darian Caldwell, man, he's he's uh, he's a real deal. Uh, I think he's. Um, I agree with you. He's definitely uh, one of the best uh, band weights in the entire world. He's consistently proved himself fight after fight to get better. Um, I mean, he's a champion in wrestling. He's one of those guys that just an all-around freak. Uh, you see him do stuff in practice. I mean, everybody trains like, uh, you know, if he's a bantamweight, guys will train with, uh, you know, 45ers, 55ers, welterweights. And he he's able to take guys down and just pick them up and just manhandle them. It's like, man, you realize he's like 30 pounds lighter. He's, uh, he's a monster, man. He's a monster. He's a lot to handle. And uh, I, I, I think right now he's in the process of uh, – I don't know what he's doing, actually. Maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> is he going to the UFC? <laughs> is, he going to the, is that what you're talking about? Is he, is he jumping ship? Is he what? Is he going to the UFC? Is that what you're talking about? Is he going – is he jumping ship? No, no, that's not what I was talking about. Oh. But um, no, no. Now I want to play something else. Up. But, yeah, actually, I think that <laughs> – What's wrong with me today? Man, I'm uh, I'm a, almost got that to be. I was almost with some, some private business flip. It's all but uh, yeah, he's he's moving. He's 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 up to some big things, man. And uh he, he has a big fight in the works. Okay. Now what happened with Angela Magania at your gym? She was training there. Oh my gosh. Her and Rowdy Beck. Did you ever have a threesome with her and Rowdy Beck? Because that that's the word on the street. Did I have a what? A threesome with Rowdy Beck and Magania? People are people are talking. 
First of all, that was never on anybody's street. Nobody, nobody was ever saying that. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> Nah, uh, that, that was just a rumor that got made up just now. <laughs> okay. now she, you know what? She, it was weird. She, uh, she was cool. I'll tell you what's interesting about her. Is like, what you get on the internet from Maganya is like, it's interesting because it's not really what you get in person. She's a lot more tame and a lot more. She's just cool, respectful, nice, nice girl. Yeah. And, and then you like, I'm like, man, what, what are you doing? Why did you post that? Like, <laughs> to me, to me, they're two completely different people. Right. Like Angela Maganya on the internet and Angela Maganya in real life. But uh, yeah, I don't know what happened to her, man. She. I don't know. Okay. I, I just, I don't know. She kind of flipped out a little bit. She said she, last night she posted that she's wrestling and going to make the, win the gold medal for the Puerto Rican wrestling team. Uh, in 2020. In 2020. Uh, I didn't even know Puerto Rico even had a wrestling team. I didn't know Puerto Ricans knew how to wrestle. Yeah, but I guess if she's the only one on the team, she could possibly make the team. I, I don't think see she's winning the gold medal. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, that's, that's what she says. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. She's going to go to Puerto Rico, make the team, and then go to the Olympics in 2020? Yeah, and, and actually, no, she lives in Puerto Rico, and she's going to represent Puerto Rico in the Olympics, and she's going to win the gold medal in wrestling. That's her plan. God bless her. Yeah, that's, 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 I mean, that's I what she says. I'm not sure it works like that, but we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll support you. Yeah, right, exactly. So, how, by the way, how are you doing? How's the, how's the girlfriend or the wife? How's, how's the wife? Wife's good. Wife's really good. She's, uh, she's out. She's actually a couple months late. She's getting her Mother's Day treat right now. I sent her and uh, my mother-in-law and my grandmother-in-law. Sent them up to the spa up in Temecula. Nice. So that's where they are. Nice. And the, uh, the, the bomb of these son. kids got dropped on me. How many kids you got these now? These babies. Two. Two. Oh, there you go. I, I, I got one on the way. I got my, uh, my babies coming uh, next uh, uh, seven weeks. Nice. What are you, you going to name them? Uh, it's girl. Her name is Violet. Uh, I was going to name it after the father, Phil Davis Jr., if it was a boy. But, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, Violet, Violet, uh, Violet Greenberg, uh, or Violet Hunter. She's, uh, I'm excited. I'm exci- nice. Any, nice, any, buddy. Uh, par- any uh, parenting nice. advice? Oh, uh, I mean, you don't want any of my advice. <laughs> Practice I your double know. legs. My, my kids over here are doing, doing lines of chocolate milk right now. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, listen, Phil. No, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things, man. You just learn and, and, and do your best. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. Well, listen, Phil, you're a hero. You're a national champion. You're, you're going to be the Bellator champion. Uh, again. Again. Uh, and uh, thank, <laughs> thank you for taking the time to, uh, thank you. to be on the podcast, brother. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys. Take care. Thanks, Phil. All right, that was Phil Davis. Nice guy. Super nice. I don't think he wants to go in, like, kind of, uh, not exposed because everybody knows it, but I don't think he wants to really, like, discuss what really happened with Magana in that gym. What happened? Uh, Brandon Vera threw her out, calling her a worthless, trifling cunt. Yeah, but, he's not, but that's not saying what happened, though. I, all I know is, is uh, Vera's, Vera's, like, the head or starter yeah, of Alliance. I mean, calling someone a cunt. I think it had to do with uh, the Cyborg I know, punch. I know. 
right, right. And how she handled it. And I guess, you know, some oh, of the team yeah, wasn't. The cyborg, I think, got, had to take an anger management class and got fined like she $300. Just, and she just, well, she just finished her anger management, I think, last week. It was like 300 bucks. So people, for 300 bucks, you could punch Angela Magana. <laughs> Which is which is crazy. Uh, I I don't, I don't mind Magani. She's a she's a buddy of mine. Um, I just think you know she's got to get her. I, I I don't know. I think she's a, a really good troll. Like if you want to take a, a, yeah. an online course of how to troll, she is a good. Yeah, troll. because if you go to her tweets, even the one last night or whatever, I'm going to be in the 2020 Olympics. You read the responses. You have like two people that are like cool, and then you have like nine that are like you stupid fucking cunt. You don't do shit. You and suck. Then, blah blah blah. Had actual Olympian girls been like, please do. Oh, it. The, the Olympian girl that said show up to our practice. Yeah, like yeah. that was hilarious. Yeah, exactly. By the way, so we got to talk about a guy that we're going to talk to in a second. Finally got a shot and got a win, albeit it was a very strange win. Yeah, uh, Shorty Torres, uh, who, who it was getting all, uh, handled. He uh, was. That dude was looking really good against him. Jared Brooks is tough. Was he on the podcast, The Monkey God? Yeah, The Monkey God's on the he podcast. He said he can go into any jiu-jitsu gym and tap out any black belt. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, he, he did say that. Just yeah. don't do slams. No, The Monkey God is, a, is very confident. I like The Monkey God. Yeah, he's good. I like him too, but... He was looking great. That Edgar Maynard slam... Yeah, why? that extra jump, I think, is what killed him. Yeah, what was it? I think he was going from uh, Sheamus' finisher from WWE because it looked like white noise. You didn't see that coming. No, uh, it was and we've seen that slam before and it, seen with Edgar and Maynard. Yeah, and the guy slamming didn't get knocked out. But, Fucking uh, didn't Edgar drop Maynard on his head with that one? But we got to talk about Shorty Torres. Hey, hey is this Sho- Jose Shorty Torres? What's up, what's up? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. Uh, congrats on making the UFC. Congrats on your first win. I appreciate that, guys. Thank you. No problem, man. Now, are you living in California now? No, I'm still in Chicago, but I travel so much. I'm in Jersey right now. I'm going to Chicago tonight for UFC Chicago and spending time with my family. And then I'll be down in Houston. And I'll be down in American Top Team in Florida. So I'm, I'm everywhere, man. Because I, I, I thought you were training with, Dil- with TJ Dillashaw for a while in Orange County. Yes, I was helping him for the Lineker camp in Colorado. Then I was helping him for Cody Garbrandt in Anaheim, California. And then eventually he had his baby and he new training camp because anytime he's not in the gym, everyone disappears. So I'm like, all right, cool. got to go somewhere else. Went to ATT and I ended up falling in love with the place. So you're in Florida at American Top Team? Yeah. How's uh, Cody, uh, how's Colby Covington look? Dude, he's, he's looking great, which is, which is you know, it's going to be an awesome fight. You know, it's crazy how you look at the three fighters that fought Damian Maya, Uzman, Woodley, and, and Colby. Colby ended up performing the best against Damian Maya and having the most dominant performance. You know, no matter what you have to say about Colby because of his, you know, his the way he promotes and all that stuff, the guy's done work, and I'm excited to see what he does against Los Angeles. Now, at American Top Team, do Brazilian guys not train with him? Is there a divide? It's funny because the Brazilian guys kind of, they kind of stay away. They go, ah, oh, we know it's publicity, but, eh, you know, we're just going to step over here. So they, they try not to cross that line with him. Okay, so he's not training with any of the, any of the uh, Brazilians over there. So, it's a, so who are his not, main... Who, not that I know of. Who are his main training partners? Um, I know for sure Dustin Poirier, and there's a couple other guys I just don't know the exact names. And, and also Masvidal, right? Yeah, Masvidal helped him, Poirier, and, uh, and there's a couple other guys I just, you know, sadly don't know the names. Yeah, those are good guys to train with, you know... You know, Poirier and Masvidal, those guys are beasts. Oh, hell yeah. Now, let's talk about your fight, by the way. So, uh, let's, 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 let's break down the whole week. So, 10 days ago, or 10 days before Saturday, 
You had no idea you were going to be in the UFC. They just called you. Called you randomly? Mm-hmm. A random call. When I say random, I was eating ice cream and they called me. Eating ice cream. You got a call. You want to fight uh, the monkey god, Jared Brooks, in Utica. Now, how much did you weigh at that time? I weighed 151. And the funny thing is when they called me, I said, ha-ha, no. <laughs> and then I chuckled, called my weight manager specialist, nutrition, laughing about like, oh, they called me. I'm not doing it. He goes, dude. You're not out of shape. You're just fat. You're taking the fight. <laughs> so it was a fight at 35 or 25? Right, cool. It was at 25, right? It was at 25. 20, so you get, you get to lose 26 pounds in 10 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, in how, nine days, technically, because of the weight, the, the weighing day. Now, how hard was that? It was horrible. I mean, you see wrestlers do it. Sadly, I was that, that, that wrestler that cut weight very, very fast and all that stuff, but... It was nine days of, you know, 26 pounds. It was more more mental than anything. I knew I had my team behind me. I knew I had nutrition, you know, weight cutting protocol. And, and we, we were able to get it done. It just, there were times where I was like, man, I just don't even want to do this anymore. Get me out of the hot tub. Get me out of the sauna. I'm, I'm quitting, you know. But my, my team pushed me through, and they're the only reason I made it. So you get to Utica. Uh, that's places that, I mean, did you like Utica? It's, I, I, was, I, I went to SUNY Binghamton, and not, there's not much there. Were you like, get me the fuck out of here? Dude, there was nothing there. And, like, if you want a breakfast place, there's one breakfast place. You want steak, there's one steak place. You want a haircut, there's one barbershop. You know, so there's nothing of nothing. I mean, the hotel was like, we're so happy for you guys to be here. No one comes here, you know. So we brought a lot of business to the hotel. And it was it was a cool experience. I mean, it was an old town, but it's the same old, same old for them. You know, it's just a small little city. So uh, even the even the the stadium itself, we're like, this is this is the stadium? Oh, okay. This is like a junior college to all the rest of the UFC events, you know. So it was definitely uh, a smaller, smaller UFC event. Now, um, are you now are you on Tinder when you're out there? Are you lonely? Are, are you on Bumble? Any 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 chicks coming to your hotel room? Are you using the I'm at the UFC line? See, I feel like Tinder and Bumble, or even Grinder out there, they're probably all the same guys over and over and over again. So I'm not even, you know, try to deal with that. Hell, I think the last time I was on Tinder was a bunch of prostitutes on there saying like. I was like, oh, man, I'm real famous. And then, I don't know, they're like, oh, it's 50 BD for this, 50 BD for that. I was like, oh, oh, damn, wow. I didn't, excuse me. That's like three cheats. Okay. I can afford that. So you're walking, <laughs> now, now you're walking to the octagon. You're undefeated. It, what's going through your mind? Are you like, I made it, I made it? Are you going, okay, is, is the moment getting too big for you at all? Well, see, I didn't even realize I was in the UFC until after I finally walked out. It was, you know, I had nine days to cut 26 pounds, do all the New York Athletic State Commission stuff, which we already know they're a huge hassle with, you know, all the medical tests. I had USADA, all the tests for them. I had all the paperwork for the UFC and then Reebok. And then finally I'm done, make weight. And then I go, oh, damn, I got to fight tomorrow. And so I'm walking out and doing like the Manny Pacquiao. I'm enjoying the spotlight. It's awesome. But then I get in there and I go and turn around my coach and go, I can literally feel the lights because of how many lights. Like I feel the heat. Oh my God, I'm actually about to fight. I forgot I'm, I'm supposed to do this. And I wasn't worried about the opponent. I didn't care if they put DJ in front of me. Hell, they could have put Stephen Miochik. I went to security. It was the fact of, oh wow, I'm making my UFC debut. I completely never had time to mentally prepare for it. And, you know, I started slow because of it, but, you know, I eventually got the win at the end of it. Now, what do you rehydrate up to? I rehydrated up to, at least on that scale, 143. So 18 pounds. 18 pounds. Now, that first round was tough because I'm used to watching you in Titan FC murder people, make everyone look dumb, kill everybody. And this dude was, he was, he was giving it to you. 
Uh, he he was giving it to me, but like you said, you watch some of my fights in Tennessee. Almost every single first round kind of happens that way. I've been dropped, I've been cut, I've been you know broken bones, whatever the case may be. So any any time when people are like, dude, you're getting outboxed, you're getting this, you're getting that, like I'm a Justin Gaethje style fighter. Like that's kind of my game plan. Like yeah, obviously I get more, you know, hit more than what I want to or what I should. But second, third round, fourth round, fifth round is when I really start to shine because my opponent's tired out. They've exposed themselves. I know their speed. I know their power. And you know, sadly, given I. Didn't, you know, get the full second round to really expose him, but you know, he knocked himself out and so be it. No, you were looking you're right. The second round you were looking much better, much more comfortable. You took him down. Uh things were things were kinda I was like, okay, this you're right. Now it is a but you're right. What were you saying though is you're used to five round fights. Was it an uh, was it an adjustment because you're not gonna have the fourth and fifth round to have to get it back down to to a uh, three round fight? And then that was the big thing. I was like, okay, I can't start slowing the second round. I had to push forward, which I did, but Immediately after the first round, you know, everyone's asking me, hey, did your coaches get at you? What did they say? Were they freaked out? I go, I was just upset because I know my coaches are going to, you know, be mad at me. Like if they were my father because I did something wrong, like immediately they put the stool down, cross their arms, look at me and go, hey, are you going to wake up? Are you actually going to start punching and doing stuff? Can you stop letting them hit you? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And so, you know, second round, we push forward. And again, I, I caused them to do a lot of things. I definitely caused them to do the knockout. And it was, you know, it was a good experience. What do you, you know, mean? You, I, did well, have to, I did have to rush myself a little bit. What do you mean you caused him to do the knockout? Well, you think about it. So, you know, you're a wrestling coach. When somebody gets under your legs and they pick you up and you're going to go over, you immediately have to lock their hips. And so for me, I locked their hips. I didn't want him to, you know, pull a leg down or get a big slam, which I knew he was going to go for the big slam. I wanted him to be as stiff as possible. So by the time he finally extended himself, he was going to be in a bad position. Now, I never expected a knockout. It's happened to me in college wrestling before, but I never expected a knockout. I expected to be on top, have him be in a bad position, and be able to circle around and start doing the ground and pound like I did. But, you know, he ended up being weary in days because of it. So it was kind of like a modified DDT? It's it's like a modified DDT or what, what people in Twitter are saying, like a Canadian destroyer or something like that. So like, no. I have no clue what that is. Sure, white, yeah, I'll call it that. white noise. White noise. If you look up Seamus from WWE hitting white noise, it's exactly what happened. Yeah, well, listen, man. I got to give you, I mean, uh, look, I'm happy for you. You got the first one out of the way. Your next fight, you're going to have a real training camp. You're not going to have to cut 26 pounds in, t- in nine days. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Let's hope so. A lot of things are going to be different. <laughs> yeah, hope so. <laughs> and, and you also prove that you need to, that, that you deserve to be in there. And I, you're right. I have seen, I don't know, ten or twelve of your fights, and they always do that. You always start slow. A couple fights, a little different, and then all of a sudden, the second and third and the fourth and fifth, that you show why you're the champion. You are. Um, who do you want to fight next? I mean, I think the biggest guy I would love to fight Tim Elliott just because it makes a lot of sense. Him and I trained together when he was fighting for DJ. I was fighting for his former opponent, Pedro Nobre, and he was the former Titan FC champion before I was. I really just want to see if he didn't win the Ultimate Fighter and he had to come back, who would have been the real undefeated champion, you know? And plus, Tim Elliott, one, he's a character, and he just always puts on a show. I'm not trying to fight Andrew Cejudo or Jared Brooks again or somebody who's just trying to wrestle and lay on you. That's not the fight I want to do. Like, yeah, they're great fighters, and that's awesome, but I want to put on a show and make the flyweight division uh, a division people want to watch. But you're a great wrestler, too, though. Yeah. You know, and, and again, I, I really do say I'm a Justin Gage type of fighter because even though we have the accolades, I never try to really use them. I only use them when they're you know, a necessity. Now, how did you do against Tim Elliott when you guys trained together? 
Oh, we had a great time. It was definitely a lot of fun. We went back and forth, and I'm excited to really showcase that you know, in person. Mm, all right. That's a good How, how's the beef with uh, Jared Brooks now? Because I know after the fight, he was talking a whole bunch of smack of like he knocked himself out and you didn't deserve the win. So how's that, how's that going right now with him? Is it still around? Well, see, the funny thing about that was I never really had any beef. I just, anytime we talked smack, I was stating facts, come this, come that. And he's like, oh, well, your mother. And it's like, oh, cool. Yeah, my mother's a nice person. I get it, whatever. And I just keep on, you know, talking to talk. But after the fight, you know, he knocked himself out. Him and his coach were shaking my hand. I mean, dude, it, it looked like they were taking my daughter out to prom date. Like, that's how it felt. And I was just like, oh, man, you, this kid's a gentleman. He's awesome. He's respectful to my family all that stuff. And then the next morning, I get all these screenshots of him posting this, posting that. Oh, you know, lucky nine out of ten. I, I, whatever the case may be. And yeah. I'm like, nah, who cares? I don't even care. You know, what's the point of you know doing a rebuttal to this guy when one I already won, and two he knocked himself out. Who cares? And then I don't know, Sports Center, ESPN, one point one million views, and so on. And, you know, he got a lot of backlash for it. So it's kind of like a an instant karma type of thing. Now let's talk about some of the fights this week. We went over a couple other fights uh, with our earlier guest. Uh, with uh, Phil Davis, but this week, do you like uh, Ricardo Lamas or Mercer Bectic? I'm gonna go with Ricardo Lamas. I have to go with Chicago, and that's just not, I'm definitely 100 percent biased in that one. Yeah, I don't know. Mercer's a beast, though. Holy shit, Mercer's a beast. Uh, and he's coming off. Yeah, Lamas, Lamas definitely surprises people all the time. That's a very good point. I still got Mercer because he came to my comedy show. Uh, wasn't Mercer's last uh, fight his loss? Claudia Gadella against Carla Esparza. Ooh, that is definitely a good one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Cadelia on this one. Uh, I think go. I think she's the more dominant fighter with this. Carla came to my birthday party, so she's gonna win. Um, <laughs> who would you rather sleep with, Cadelia or Esparza? Cadelia. Mm, I think I'm gonna go with Cadelia. I think I've never been dominated before, so I might I might enjoy that. You never know. Wow. Plus, she just plus she just got new boobies. Oh, really? Yeah. You are such a creepy guy. I uh, too. Overeem versus Curtis Blades. I got Blades. Oh. I got Blades. I mean, one, he's a teammate. I helped him start an MMA, so I definitely have to go with him. But it's, it's a hard fight, just like the Mark, you know, Mark Hunt one. You just never know what's going to happen. Uh, Holly Holm versus Megan Anderson. Megan Anderson all day. She's young and coming up. She's doing a thing just like me. She had a long-awaited UFC debut, and I'm excited to see her fight. Uh, I got Holly Holm. I hate to say it because uh, I like Megan, but I just think level of opposition. Megan hasn't fought anybody, and she got hurt by... Uh, her like that Invicta girl. Remember that underdog? What was that girl? Oh, uh, Charmaine Tweet. Charmaine Tweet hurt her. Holly Holm. Yeah, but Holly's head isn't really 100 percent in this fight. Why? She's already said after this fight she's going wants to go back to 135. She doesn't like being at 45. She wants the 35 belt back, so she could just be kind of. Yeah, but still, she's also a nine-time world champion. Oh, no, of course, and she's gonna go out there and five fight. Five rounds with Cyborg. Uh, which is crazy because she's a nine-time world champion boxer, but hasn't knocked someone out with her hands yet. You know, it's like, hmm, how do you, how are you True. knocking people out your kicks? Like, hey, good for you, but I want to see some boxing. You know, I, I expect them more in the cyborg fight when it came to the hands, but, you know, you can tell she's just at a huge size disadvantage, and that's one of the big, biggest reasons I'm going with Megan on this one. Kobe uh, Covington versus Rafael oh, yeah, uh, uh, Dos Anjos. I'm going to go with Kobe Covington. I think he's going to shock the world. Uh, Robert Whitaker versus Romero. I'm gonna go with Romero, man. He's just—he's been working hard. I think that first fight was super close. It could have gone either way, but I think Romero definitely deserved it. He's gonna push forward and get the win. Ooh, I disagree on that one. Uh, CM Punk. I want—I want to see the—I want to see the trilogy. I want to see the trilogy. CM Punk versus Michael Jackson. Oh man, I'd rather him fight the the, the Power Ranger JDF. I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> but, the Green Ranger. Oh man. <laughs> 
I think I think anyone who ever fights CM Punk, that person's gonna win. <laughs> have you ever trained with Punk? I have never trained with Punk, and nor do I ever. It's it's, <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, no offense to him, but it's it's disrespect to the sport. You know, I, I get it. You're making money, but you made half a million dollars in your not not even UFC debut in your MMA debut. I made a thousand dollars in my MMA debut, you know, and I got lucky for that. And, and, so, and that was last week in Utica, right? Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was in Utica. <laughs> you're right, you're right, Jose. I mean, you 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 fought, you you had the belt in uh, Titan. You had two times division champion. You were twenty six and one as an amateur. What was your record as a pro? Eleven and zero or something? Twelve and zero? Right, right, right now I'm eight and zero. Eight and zero, and the fact and you had to fucking go against to fight everybody. Whereas this guy, you know, he fought the, the killer bees and, uh, and yeah, and they bring in and, short and like Razor Ramon and know? they bring in Shorty on a short term, but they signed CM Punk and he's been there three years now. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I, I get it; it's a business, but the business sold for four point five billion dollars. They're not exactly hurting mm-hmm. for money. Hashtag yeah, full fight camp for Shorty. Yeah. So, uh, well, listen, Shorty, uh, are you single? I <laughs> know. Uh, um, I. I I'm happily engaged. Nice. When's the? Uh, I, when, when's I think. I think. When's, <laughs> when's the wedding? Uh, I'm not too sure. I guess it really depends on her, and really depends on when she runs out on me. I'm not too sure yet. <laughs> How long have you guys been together for? Uh, about four ish years, four and a half, almost wow. four and a half years. What does What does she do? Uh, she She does life. That That's what she does. No, she's good. Get her master's right now in sociology, which I guess technically, yes, she does like. Nice. Oh, she's a college student. There you go. Hmm. Yeah, she's getting a master's. She's, she's, she's a very smart woman. I need, I need someone smart in my life because I definitely can't take care of myself. She's a white girl, black girl, Latin girl? A Mexican woman, born in Juarez, Mexico, so she's real. Wow. Wait, born in Juarez? Juarez, you said? Yeah, she's... Yeah, she scares me. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I've actually I've been to Juarez, right by El Paso. It's like the scariest. There's more death in Juarez than like Iraq last year. <laughs> I'm yeah, I, I cook, I clean, I do everything in the house. I'm completely terrified of the woman. <laughs> That's amazing. It's probably great in bed, right? <laughs> oh, they, they, well, I mean, from what I remember, she she just I just <laughs> my eyes and see what happens next. Nice. Well, good job, Shorty Torres. I'm a fan. Can't wait for your next fight. Hopefully, you'll get the uh, you'll you'll fight Tim Elliott. That'd be a hell of a fucking screw. Thanks for being on the podcast, brother. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you for your time, and I uh, can't wait till next time. Keep up the great work, man. All right, that was Jose Shorty Torres. I'm so glad we didn't have a presser with him. Uh, with who? With Jose and somebody. Oh, Do you yeah. remember the last one? Oh, that was hilarious. Jorge Dominguez oh, with the voicemail. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah, he was dying. Yeah, and you and Rich Slayton almost ruined my life. That was so funny. Whatever happened to that guy? Uh, division, right? Long division? Who? The guy's name was like Division... Something to no, no, no. It was Jorge Dominguez. The one whose wife answered and said he was training was like Davison Ribeiro or oh, some shit. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. That Shorty Tim Elliott fight would be a fucking barn burner. Shorty could beat anybody, honestly. Like, but he, he is right. He's like the Eddie Alvarez or like, you know, those guys that have to go out, get socked in the face once and be like, all right, I'm yeah, here. Those guys worry me. Well, yeah, yeah of course, because they get dropped and then you're like, what's about to happen? So what do we have coming up? Joe, talk to me. Well, I wanted to drop this. I got some exciting news for you guys and i think uncb and the mma roasted family would be very proud of me so last night 10th planet burbank we had a big uh promotion the belt promotion alan was there last night alan joe band there eddie bravo was there like hundreds 10th planet students were there 
And dude, I finally got my official blue belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Congratulations, man. Thank that's you. awesome. That's awesome. Good for you. How long have you been training there? <laughs> Two and a half years, dude. That's, that's, that's normal. That's yeah. awesome, man. Good for you. I was so emotional and happy. I just, I couldn't believe it. was so cool being, get my belt, my blue belt given. Oh, you were me. the one that was blurred by Alan on his video. Yeah. Are you going to be in any <laughs> tournaments or anything? Or are you gonna be uh, probably uh, blue belt divisions now. But I'm going to say it was so cool uh, getting my blue belt from Jared and Eddie Bravo at the same time, dude. It was that's crazy. Great. If you on Sunday, you can join for like 300 bucks there's a jiu-jitsu tournament uh in la hosted by eddie bravo joe rogan nick diaz is gonna show up oh yeah the winner wins a pound of weed yeah, yeah, yeah. i swear to god hanato's involved it's like yeah <laughs> nick diaz is doing a meet and greet i might be there on sunday that's hilarious uh okay so what so you that anything coming up as far as your podcast or anything Go or? listen to wean dog radio uh go to wean dog tv on youtube follow me on twitter instagram at the wean dog <laughs> cb what do you got uh, I'll be at, I'm going to Maroon 5 tonight, but I'll be at um, Bellator at the end of the month in Temecula, the Pachanga card, okay. Alima McFarland's fight. Anything you could promote that people could see you at? No. Oh, okay. Come to my tattoo shop. What's that called? Graffiti Palace Tattoo, North Hollywood, California, 4427 Lancashire, 818-980-2235. Three artists that'll take care of any tattoo needs you want. We'll kill every piece you bring in, and if you mention MMA Roasted, we'll give you 10% off whatever tattoo you get. Awesome. I will be uh, in Apple Valley tomorrow night at the Wine Cellar. Uh, I'm at the Laugh Factory this Friday night in Hollywood, 945. Laugh Factory, Long Beach, uh, Saturday night. And uh, also next week, I'm the 13th, I'm in the Laugh Factory in Long Beach. I'm at the Tilted Kilt with Tom Galiccio and Sam Alvey doing comedy uh, on Friday, June 15th. I think Dan Henderson might do comedy too. Uh, I'm at the M Resort in Vegas, June 16th. I'm in um, Edmonton, Canada, June 27th to July 1st. And of course, UFC Fight Week, July 2nd to the 9th. I am in Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas. And then June four, uh, July 14th and 15th, or 13th and 14th, I am in Ventura Harbor at the Ventura Harbor Comedy Club. Tune <laughs> 